the business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Are you? As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Pauline, this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Nuclear heat graphics. Beautifully handcrafted designs of nostalgic horror. We have such sights to show you. Wrestling. You, Hulk Hogan, must self-destruct. Retro cartoons and entertainment. A fellow chucker, eh? Portraits, customized posters, fan posters, and so much more. Nuclear heat graphics. Dot com. Art makes us human. Saturday night. God damn, I'm still trying to finish fucking AEW. And uh, it is Saturday night. It's Hollywood Hangout, though. We're not going to talk wrestling. Hope no one expected an AEW review or an Evolve review. What's going on? I am Boxman. What is up, Anthony? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm still waiting for the uh, 
Uh, fucking AEW should have gone. Oh, Is it still on? Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. I think it might have just ended. Hold on. Oh, it's over. It's over. I'm not sure who won yet. I'll see whose arm gets raised in a second. But, uh, yeah, it's finally over. Finally. <laughs> Shit's been going on since uh, 6.30 Central Time. So, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the Young Bucks might have won. Looks like they might have won. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. But anyway, we're not here to talk wrestling, are we, Anthony? And maybe. Movie tonight kind of has a wrestling tie-in. A little bit of a wrestling tie-in. But uh, he was mentioned on AEW tonight. Um, what's his name? Uh, JR said it. JR said Stone Cold's name. Uh, actually, looks like the Rhodes Brothers won. No? I don't know who won. I don't know yet. <laughs> There's too many false finishes to know. Oh, that's good. Because I actually did not watch this show first. Right, I watched well, the uh, Evil show. Which... Then I won't tell you who won. I'll figure out who won later. I'm going to go ahead and shut this shit off so I'm not... Uh... I'm, a, I'm assuming uh, somebody from the Elite one. Uh... Uh, yes. Yeah. Someone that has a big stake in an AEW one. Um, <laughs> man, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this. I, I don't know why, but if you watch that AEW show, poor JR's losing it, man. I don't say that. I mean, I, I saw a couple of comments on Facebook. You know, I love Jr. And maybe if they bring him in for you know a big match here and there, but doing it like on a regular basis. And so I, I've seen a few comments. <laughs> he doesn't sound like he wants to be there, dude. Um, oh, you mean he sounds like it's a you know a paycheck? Well, like uh, like we uh, like a few people have kind of been saying about this company from the beginning. Yeah, I it's mean, just a paycheck for. Uh, we'll I get heard, it. Uh, just a paycheck. I mean, we'll 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 get into it more Wednesday, but I mean, obviously he he. How do I say this? He sounds like a guy that that is not over losing his wife yet. I'll put it that way. Uh, one last thing. Can you confirm or deny this? Mm-hmm. Did Chris Jericho look like shit on this show? <laughs> Chris Jericho looked looked like I've been hearing a lot of negativity thrown towards looked, the uh, the legends. Looked like a fat the, man. Uh, he looked a little heavy. Looks like he's been. Uh, looks like he's been uh, touring with the band. Uh, well, yeah, touring with the band. Uh, it looks like that. That looks like what he's been doing. <laughs> so it looks like old Chrissy boy's been eating well, basically. Is what you're trying to say? Looks more like Arn Anderson than Chris Jericho. <laughs> oh come on! Maybe it's just a beer belly. You know, Jericho does like to have a little drink or two. I said he looked like he'd been on tour <laughs> with the band, didn't I? <laughs> Trying to be nice, goddammit. The guy looked fat as fuck, alright? I mean, Jesus, you're talking like it's like, is it Chris Farley fat? Or is it Beer Belly fat? Because there is a difference. It's it's probably Beer Belly fat. Beer Belly, old age. Dude, you know, you can't, everything can't be fucking tight as a drum anymore, you know what I mean? I don't care how much you work out. It just can't. It just can't. Yeah, yeah, father time and gravity are undefeated. Now the guy's traveling a shitload, man, and you know, I, I get it. I like I said, I I don't want to trash anybody, but Jericho did not look good. <laughs> Jr. did not sound like he gave one one fuck. Not that Alex Marvez really needs to fucking snort some lines before he goes out there because he's boring as shit. Anyway, we're not here to talk wrestling. <laughs> we'll get into all this on Wednesday. Uh, we are here to talk. I say we get right into the movie and then let's, uh, let's see how long it takes us. I don't have a ton of clips this time. 
most of the clips I have are really to just bring us from part to part, and uh, we'll fill in the rest. A lot of uh, shooting in this movie, shooting scenes, fighting scenes. So uh, we are doing a movie called Maximum Conviction. You may be going, what the fuck is this? I've never heard of it. I said the same thing. It's a 2012 movie. There's really only three actors that we're going to bring up in this movie that make a difference. Uh, Steven Seagal is in this movie. Steve Austin is in this movie. And Michael Perret. Do you know who that, do you know who that was, Anthony? Do you realize who that was? No, Seagal and Austin were the only two recognizable people to me in this flick. That was Eddie from Eddie and the Cruisers. Serious? That was him? That was Eddie from Eddie and the Cruisers. Also from Streets of Fire, he was in that movie. Uh, yeah, dude, that's him. Wow. Obviously a lot older. Obviously a lot older. But, um, yeah, so we're going to do Maximum Conviction with these three guys in it. Uh, I know him immediately, Michael Perret, the voice, dude. The voice. Immediately, I know exactly who that guy is by his voice. But, um, really, these are the only three stars in this movie. Uh, everyone else is pretty... I went through every actor on here, and most of them are known... Um, for less than 10 movies. Uh, a lot of the MPs in this movie, military police, are known for stunts in a lot of other movies. But as far as actors, we've got Steven Seagal, we've got Steve Austin, and Michael Pere. <laughs> That's about it. And you know the funniest part? Huh? That I noticed right away, mm-hmm. watching this movie, like, the credits were long as fuck, and like, I felt like I saw a rotation of executive produced by Steve Austin, directed by Steven Seagal, executive produced by Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal, uh, director of, uh, <laughs> director of uh, photography, or whatever the fuck. It's just like you saw Austin Seagal, Austin Seagal. So clearly they had a stake in this fucking movie. <laughs> it was, I think, uh, you know what I saw when this movie came up? It was a ton of different companies had collaborated to make this movie. That was my first. You know what? Here, I can play it and tell you. It pops up with Splendid Film. All right? So you're like, all right, it's a Splendid Film. Obviously, Splendid. Now Voltage Pictures pops up and you're like, well, okay, Voltage. All right, those two companies did this together. That's that's cool. A couple of couple of collaborating companies. And then you're like, well, wait. Who's this third company popping up? Who the fuck is IR? Oh, industry releasing. Okay, that's the dis- distribution company. That's fine. That's not a big deal. Steamroller Productions. Who the fuck are these people? How many fucking people jumped together for this movie? <laughs> that's what I noticed immediately about the movie. Clearly, I guess they had to combine resources to pay Austin. Cause I, I get the sense that he probably was the highest paid guy in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he just he might as well might as well have been, sir. Um, but yeah, we, uh, this movie, listen, this was my kind of movie. I'm, I'm not going to bullshit you. This is a hardcore action movie, fighting scenes, shooting scenes, one-liners. This is my kind of movie. Yeah, but you know, it it wasn't a bad movie, but you know, you was talking about, you know, J.R., Earlier losing a step and Jericho look being out of shape and not the Jericho we all remember from the nineties and the early two thousands. Right. 
Uh, some of the fight scenes, I got to say right off the top, uh, some of the fight scenes with Steven Seagal were god awful, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> like watching watching Seagal try to like fight in slow motion and do the flips and the karate stuff. It, it, it was kind of off, man. <laughs> it was kind of off, kind of yeah. hard to watch. It, 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 it's it's a little bit. Um, and you know, I've been watching all the old Steven Seagal movies. Uh, uh, his first movie I've been watching, Above the Law, Hard to Kill. I just watched Marked for Death. I watched a couple weeks ago, Out for Justice. I've been watching uh, Under Siege, where he plays Casey Ryback. I always wondered if that's where Ryback got his name. Anyway, uh, On Deadly Ground, I've been watching, and he. You can gradually see him throughout these movies getting a little bit bigger. And then you go to Glimmer Man and you're like, all right, gaining a little weight, gaining a little fire down below. Okay, Exit wounds. Hey, you might want to put the fork down, Steve. You know, you you might want to. And then we start getting into all these basically straight to DVD slash Blu-ray movies that he's been doing since the late 2000s. Yeah, hence why a lot of people didn't know about this movie. <laughs> it was another, I believe this one was straight to DVD movie. I believe that's why the distribution company was right there at the beginning. Um, now, he's done a shitload of movies. I Yes, he has. Now, he's only done 57 credits. Now, I'm looking at his IMDb, and something has me very excited right now, believe it or not. His first movie, 1988, Above the Law, is coming out with a sequel that was just announced. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I gotta uh, see this. I've got to see this. Nico Toscani is coming back, baby. I love this shit. Love it. Let's see if it actually makes it because... Above, above the law or above the waistline? Above the law, too. <laughs> they, they should only shoot him from the fucking face down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you've seen a gradual weight gain over the few years. And you know, when he was married to Kelly LeBrock, she said he, that's the reason she got so heavy is he loves to eat. That man loves to eat. Yeah, but you know, back then he was young, probably could burn it all, probably had a good metabolism going. He was. Fucking Kelly LeBrock. So yeah, he, he worked it off. But you know, as you get older, your metabolism slows down a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, she and, went on like that that celebrity weight, the celebrity weight loss show. I forget the name of it. Um, and literally just was like, yeah, Steven Seagal made me fat. <laughs> Being married to him. Now, that was his third wife. He's had uh, four wives in total. He is still married to the last wife. Um, Steven Seagal, though, is a real deal. If you ever see him in, in uh, if you... Look around, you can find videos of him. Even fat Steven Seagal will fuck you up. The The style that he has, Aikido, is more about using the other person's momentum against them. So he doesn't have to, you know, he, he's not doing the the crazy flips and shit. So his style can still be done the way he is heavy because if you watch those videos the guy still has the fucking moves he's still got fast ass hands and um he's still got it man he's the real deal i mean he did go over and had a he did go over to let's see where where does it say he went to he did go over to the uh to asia and started a school 
one of the only, you know, Americans to ever have a school there. He had it for seven years before he came back and started doing movies. You know, when he was young, he was doing this, but uh, came back, is kicking ass, um, was married to Kelly LeBrock from 1987 to 1996. So before he was in the movie with her, they were married, which makes sense if you watch that movie. She looks like she wants to fuck him half the movie. Uh, what movie was that? Oh, no. No, I'm sorry. They were married seven years after that movie. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, 1987. So, yeah, seven years after that movie is when they were married. Wow, she wanted to bang him bad, dude. Uh, <laughs> that movie, you watch that movie. She's got a look in her eye, dude. <laughs> he was still skinny. He was still skinny. But, um, you know, Steven Seagal obviously been around a long time. Everyone knows. Um, and like I said, you can see that show Lawman with him being a cop in Arizona. Steve Austin. What can we say about Steve Austin, Anthony? Uh, pretty subdued in this, did you think? I mean, he had some one-liners, but he was kind of like subdued. No, he had the best one-liners. He had the best one-liners in the whole movie. He had two lines that were so stone cold, and I've got them both, don't worry. We're going to play nice. them both. Nice. But he had two, oh my God, that's so stone cold, especially at the end of the movie. That was so stone cold. Um, it's hard to see when you look on his IMDb. I mean, I know he's done the condemned, the expendables. He was in the longest yard. Um, some other straight to Netflix and straight to DVD movies. But if you go through, it's got a lot of WWE raw and SmackDown and all those videos. So I'm not going through all that shit, but, uh, Steve Austin is in this movie. I like Steve Austin. I believe it or not. I feel like he might be the best actor in this movie. He actually seemed like he wanted to do this. You mean Steve? Uh, you mean Steven Seagal's uh, Kentucky Fried accent didn't steal a movie for you? By the that, way, that, it, it was. It was <laughs> I'm he sorry. Can, he can't even. <laughs> I've noticed something in watching Steven Seagal movies these past few weeks. His accent can only, unless he's doing the old, uh, like the New York accent, the, hey, what the fuck, hey, look over here, Johnny, what the fuck, hey, they took my fucking pistol, you know? Unless he's doing that, all the accents have to be whispered. Yeah, I can do that accent, but I gotta whisper. He can whisper accents. As soon as he has to talk loud, the accent goes away. Every movie, he breaks accents somewhere in there, even in this movie. Yeah, I had to. I, I, every time he was on, I had to hit the uh, closed caption button on the old remote, on the old clicker. Oh, because he was either talking solo, you couldn't understand him, or like, baby, I'm like, damn, when did Dusty, Dusty Rose rise from the dead? <laughs> I a couple times, I just heard, yeah, baby. Dude, I watched this movie both times with fucking headphones on. And I still had a hard time hearing uh, Steven Seagal. I'm going to crank this shit up as much as I can when we're doing this tonight. But uh, Steven Seagal is hard to hear. And um, yeah, so if I miss some details along the way, I apologize in advance. But he was hard as fuck to understand this movie. I'm sorry. I'm with you, dude. <laughs> I, I'm, I am 100% with you. Um, basically, I'll give you the quick plot of this movie. Uh, two former black ops operatives um, 
go to decommission an old prison, but it's not really a prison. It's really a CIA black site that gets mentioned in the beginning of the movie. Um, it's a CIA black site. You know, you know what those are, Anthony? No, break it down. A CIA black site would be that place really does not exist. Only in the eyes of the CIA and certain higher ups in the government know about that, about, about a place like this. It's a place where they bring, and it's funny they said this word person of interest, um, because the the way this movie shot is ju- is similar to the television show Person of Interest. Interesting. It is a little weird, and I thought of that. I'm watching it, and I'm like, "That's weird." It's kind of shot like that, but it it that's what a black site would be. Basically, it's a uh, kind of like a private prison, but uh, a government run site that no one's supposed to know about. Hmm. Um. And in the middle of it, they bring in two suspicious females the night before closing. And the some CIA guys try to break them out and all hell breaks loose. Pretty good. You like that? that, was, that, was, that was. Yeah, it's pretty good. The one thing I will say I did, I really appreciated about the movie. Right. It didn't, it didn't give you, it never got boring. They did a lot of jump cuts, which I enjoyed because mm-hmm. it, it made the movie fly by. It did, and that's what I was talking about when I meant the, the the way they cut the movie was sort of like the TV show, and that's kind of how it was. But uh, see, you said the movie had no plot. Look at that. I laid out a plot for you. See? Kind of. <laughs> All right. I summarized the movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you summed it. Yeah. So I guess it's time to uh, wrap it up. Yeah, that's Bye. it. All right. This movie, great. Um, like I said, Eddie I mean, and guy, guy I, mean, I, I mean, I liked it overall. It had a few little nitpicks, but I enjoyed it. But it just was like it flew by, and it, it really did. It, it, it was very by the numbers. It really did. It was an hour and thirty-seven minute movie. But you're right, dude. The beginning credits took almost four and a half minutes, and literally you're just going through, and they're driving these two girls to the prison. Um, talk about the last, the third actor, and we'll get to a few of them as we're going. I guess I'll, I'll see if I can figure out who's who. Um. Michael Perret, like I said, was Eddie from Eddie and the Cruisers, a very early movie for him. Um, this guy is another one. The guy's got 159 credits under his belt, number one. Number two, in 2019, he's got uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15... 16 movies either in pre-production post-production filming or completed hey god bless him <laughs> he's getting the work and he's getting it getting her done he is man i mean he's been doing literally if you go through his imdb every year from when he started acting he has at least five or six things under his belt minimum um 1981 was his first little thing he did he was in the television show Greatest American Hero. You ever did you? Uh, you you're probably not old enough. No, when were you born? Eighty five. Ah, uh, this show ended in eighty three. It was only two years. Uh, then, literally, his third the third thing he ever did was Eddie and the Cruisers. And then he did Streets of Fire, which is a great movie. If you've never seen Streets of Fire, check it out. It's him and the girl from. Um, 
from the Warriors, and Rick Moranis is in it. Okay, it's a it's a good movie, and uh, Willem Dafoe is the uh, the bad guy in that movie. But if you go through, he's got four to five things minimum every year from the time he started acting up till now. Wait, wait, you said William Defoe, right? Willem Defoe, yes. Did he look like he was eighty then? I mean, like, has that dude ever looked young? In that movie, he actually did look young. He looked young and mean. <laughs> he, um, um, I mean he's a he's a he's a fantastic actor, but mm-hmm. I've never personally seen him anything where he ever. I, I did a Google image. I did a Google image search on him like one time, just to, out of curiosity to see if I could find a picture of this dude ever looking young. I found nothing. Here, let's see. Here, Willem Dafoe, Streets of Fire. Let me see if I can find him in Streets of Fire. There we go. He actually did look young in this movie. It might have been the hair, but he was a uh, he was a young gang member, so he did look a little bit young in this movie. Streets of Fire is also a very old movie. Here we go. I'm going to post you a picture in just a second here. Uh, Copy image address. Right in the chat room, I'm going to post it. Right now. There we go. There we go. It was a little Willem Dafoe. Oh, I hearted instead of hit that. There we go. There you go. I mean, he didn't look totally young, but he doesn't look so bad. Yeah, looks young. Still looks looks creepy as hell, but... (laughs) Guy's always looked a little rough. But, um... Yeah, Michael Perret is really the last in this movie that I knew at all. Um, there was one badass dude in this movie, though, Bren Foster, who played Bradley. I'm not sure what. Uh, he's got some fast hands and fast feet, man. I don't know if they sped the video up, but he is a quick son of a bitch. Um, didn't look up much on him. But I would assume he's an actual, oh yeah, been studying film, video, and martial arts since he was a little kid. There you go. He's actually been in a few things. Uh, 26 whole movies. So, he was pretty badass though. But uh, I guess we can get through the movie. This shouldn't be long. (laughs) This really shouldn't be very long, to be honest with you guys. Um, Yeah, I I, I feel like bagel guys fight. Let will last longer than this review tonight. Probably. Oh, Sorry. which we'll get to at the end of this review because you know we have to fill time, and that's just a funny story I got to get into a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, we can definitely fill some time there. But um, beginning of this movie starts out like Anthony said, the credits take forever, and really what you're doing is you're cutscening through the jail as he's taking this girl into jail, um, and you're cutscening. You're actually kind of backtracking to figure out what's going on. And they kind of show that, you know, she was waiting for someone. The guy got killed and is how she ended up here. Uh, Again, they're in a deep, dark black site of a CIA place where no one would ever know you were here. Um, Steve Austin is in this movie. He's kind of a... uh, what did they um, basically these guys are mercenaries that's really what they are in this movie uh stone cold steven seagal and his whole crew are really mercenaries or is what they are brought in to again decommission this whole black site move the prisoners out of there and all that good shit right in the beginning though you know something's gonna go wrong well number one it's that kind of movie 
Number two, you see a guy drop a piece of paper because he's nervous um, and shit like that. Now, Box, when you, initially when you saw that, did you think that was just like a badly rolled blunt at first? At first, I thought it was like a burrito. I'm like, well, this he's talking about a burrito, but I'm, I, I didn't know until obviously we, we see Bradley start breaking out his decoder ring that it was some sort of code. Um, but we'll, again, get to that. Uh, but he did drop a piece of paper and... The other guy that's eating the burrito in this movie, for some reason, uh, finds it, picks it up, blah, blah. Now, he's obviously the good guy. There's a few good guys in this movie, but um, what we see here is a trash truck. Now, Anthony, did you notice the name on this trash truck? Nah, I missed it. What was it? Or the logo. It's Troy. 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 And there's a horse. On there. Okay. It's, it's kind of referencing the old Trojan horse, the wooden horse thing where. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it's referencing in this movie. There, there's guys hidden in the trash truck and they're going to come out. It's, it's just like the Trojan horse thing. It's kind of a subtle reference to it, but it is a reference to it anyway. Um, that's the only, pretty much the only trivia thing on IMDb. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> That's really can you, it. Can, can you tell we're reaching, folks? Um, <laughs> anyway, I can uh, I can close that screen out now. I don't need that anymore. Uh, we're did, not getting paid by the hour tonight. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're already six minutes into the movie. Um, they search the garbage truck before it goes in, and obviously the kid driving the truck looks a little bit nervous. Uh, but we'll come to that part later. We're going to get to the first meeting between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Steven Seagal. This is the first time they talk. We got Cross, which is Steven Seagal. We got Manning, which is Steve Austin. So we'll probably reference them as Seagal and Austin throughout the night. I'm not, I, I really hate using their fucking movie names. I feel like a mark. <laughs> See how we've been conditioned? See that? See that? Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and play this again. This is the first time we see these two together, these powerhouse actors. This is like De Niro and fucking Pacino in the same scene together. That's how powerful this is. Did I do it justice? Eh. Did I make play it seem, the scene? <laughs> did I make Did I make it seem worth anything? A little bit. All right. A little bit. All right. Little. It's, it's not that big, really. It's just a fat guy and a really. And a guy in really good shape talking. Here we pay go. attention. Pay close attention to the accent. I'm, I'm and gonna, turn I'm, your jack your shit up because that's here. the only way you're gonna understand them. I'll 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 do the volume. Don't worry, guys. It'll be uh, if, if I can hear it, you can hear it. So let's see what happens here. HSO team just rolled in. I said we'd meet him in town at eighteen hundred. Yeah, but oddly enough, transport still hadn't shown up. She's waiting on the marshals again. We're waiting on a fucking bus? Yes, sir. God damn it. I still can't believe I let you convince me to come here to shut down a couple of bullshit buildings. I usually make the mess, brother. You got me cleaning this one up. See, the thing of it is, you're getting old, man. I got to let you down easy. <laughs> but the thing of it is, when I want somebody to cover my back, you're my man. All our guys, they're the best. <laughs> Anthony, oh, 
God. Anthony. I think I understood man and back. Anthony, <laughs> when I need someone to cover my back, you're my man. That's all I want to say, brother. You're my man. I'm so glad you got my back, man. Now, the accent's supposed to be Memphis. It's coming out a little Louisiana and a little deep South Alabama. I'm not sure which one. Now, he's done the Louisiana accent in a couple of movies. He's even tried the Southern accent in a little movie called Fire Down Below. He did with, uh, what's that lady's name? Marg Helderberg, the, the girl from CSI. Uh, I know. I can't pronounce her name off the top, but I don't know who you're I talking about. I think I got close. She's in that movie, and he does a little Southern accent with her. But uh, that movie's also full of country singers, but we'll get to that movie another day. Um <laughs> he is just so bad at accents. And this part right here should really let you know. Uh, it's Like I said, it's supposed to be a Memphis accent. Memphis accent for someone like that would be kind of like this right here. This is sort of Memphis right here. He sounds more Louisiana. You know, when, when I need your back, you're my man. That's Louisiana right there, baby. <laughs> On y'all. <laughs> Down at the bayou. And he did the Louisiana accent a lot in the uh, movie Under Siege with Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey. Yeah, but I mean, my guy, he could have been saying some very compelling shit there, but you couldn't understand it. And it's just like this was the beginning of the movie. That that was my main gripe with it. He could have basically what he was saying was basically intricate to the overall plot of the movie. So 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 you if you missed. You missed the whole fucking plot of the movie. Like, Where, you really, yeah. you had to struggle. That was a struggle, bro, trying to hear that shit, Dude, trying to break that down. I started that scene at 6.48. So figure seven minutes into the movie, you're already like, oh, I hope he's not going to be talking a lot. <laughs> and luckily, he doesn't really talk a lot. Steve Austin does a lot of the talking. Michael Parade does a ton of the fucking talking in this movie. But um, luckily, Seagal doesn't. But I do have a little bit more of that scene to play um, because we also meet the warden. And this is actually probably the most intricate like scene in the whole movie because it really lays out everything happening. This is the plot of the movie right here, just so everyone knows. So here we go. I look at it. I'll be down in Mexico in the next few days, and there's 4,000 ways to get killed down there. So watch your ass. Thanks for trying to cheer me up. <laughs> Last time was a real clusterfuck, wasn't it? Lost some damn good men. Man. Army brass should have never pulled us out of that shit hole. Man, why are you acting surprised? That's the way all these high flute military pricks is, man. You know that. We the first guys that they piss on. Are you okay over there, Anthony? No, come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you man. A, I'm <laughs> Better, uh, you better wipe your, you better wipe your ass. Am <laughs> <Well, laughs> <I, laughs> well, I said I could be down in Mexico in a few days with four thousand ways to get killed down in Mexico. Who the fuck are you, dude? I'm sorry, man. Like, the, 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 I'll be honest, man. The, just that little, uh, quick little, a uh, couple lines from Seagal made the movie worth it for me. <laughs> like, like, like I said, man, like. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's shit like that, you know. You talk about. I know you'll never, you'll forever give me shit for making you watch Fat Beach, but that's that, that's part of the charm of Fat Beach for me. Like it, sh- kind of like shitty dialogue that you normally wouldn't hear in real life. 
but for uh, the movie, for the purposes of the movie, mm-hmm. it just works. Mm-hmm. In that universe, it works. And as bad as bad as Seagal's acting was in this, oh. it worked. <laughs> it worked. This really was just not a great movie of his. I mean, like I said, I've been watching all the old movies, and I watch this, and I'm like, this is just bad. Like, like Seagal just was, I don't know if he was sick or he did he just didn't give a shit in this movie, according to me. According to me, but um, like I said, I got. Hopefully, Anthony can make it through the rest of this scene. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, next week you get some payback, man. And speaking of pricks, every time I get another stack of bullshit paperwork, your fingerprints are all over it, Cross. Hey, I thought your job was bullshit paperwork. Shut up. Negative, Warden. I ain't got to shut up. Go hide behind your desk. We're done here. No, you're not. We kind of are, man, because this bitch is fully decommissioned. I took us off the grid, man, computers, satellites, phones, everything. Transport will be here soon to get the detainees. We're done. You booked in two more high-security assets last night. You reopened Block D right after you and Manning permanently shut it down. Okay. That's an important part right there. Block D. uh, That he reopened it. Remember I said they reopened it they brought in two extra suspicious sort of females um but there you go he's taking it off computer satellite everything man everything he he sounds like an old blues singer which i know he is but he sounds like one but yeah man it's just like you can you just kind of tell man like we don't obviously we don't know these people but it's just like no different to anything, whether it's movies, wrestling, music, whatever it is. You can tell when somebody's feeling whatever they're doing, right? Right. When they're invested in it. And Seagal, there were different points in this movie where he was just like, he just gave off that vibe like, is this shit almost over? Can maybe, I get my check now? Maybe Can I go home? And, uh, maybe him and Steve didn't get along. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It's possible, I guess. But uh, we still have more of this scene to play again. Just wanted to bring up that that cell block D was an important part, and the fact that they brought in two new uh, prisoners last night. So you have to understand something. This is a black site specifically designed for people of interest. Huh. It was a black site, Cross. Was. These security contractors, you're all the same. You think you're hot shit, ex soldiers, big fucking heroes. Well, you're a pain in my ass. We already had four people of special interest here. We don't have enough MPs to legally hold all the fucking interesting people we got, let alone the two who came in last night. When you signed those two in last night, you took authority over them. That means signing them out would be your job, not mine. I would enjoy the process. That's another important part, that he has to sign them out. Only Cross can sign out these two uh, prisoners. That's another important part. Here we go. Well, the transfer unit's late. So you're going nowhere until all the detainees have cleared the gate on the way out. Now, all the detainees, which means you're supposed to be six in total. Um, so there you go. We know who's being shipped. Now, this is another. This is a, a part right here. Where the uh, one of the MPs, the guy that was eating the burrito, was finally looking at that little note, and he thinks it's something too, so he puts it in his pocket and gets ready in a little bit later to give it to Cross Seagal. 
Oh, man. I'm trying to figure out where to go next in here. We do get to see the maximum security wing. A uh, bunch of crazy motherfuckers in there. Literally crazy motherfuckers. Uh, they're screaming. They're yelling. And there's one big motherfucker in there uh, who somehow gets a guard. I, I, I still never figured out how they got how the guard got in or why. They never showed that. Exactly. I feel like I feel like it was a, a something left on a cutting room floor that kind of like would piece that together. But I'm like you. And also, like he wasn't armed. He didn't. It just seemed weird how a prisoner was able to subdue a guard that quickly. Yeah, I mean the guard lived, but this... I mean he lived and all. But it was just weird because I have a feeling like if that were a real life situation, that prisoner wouldn't be uh, alive to tell the tale. I don't in a black site like that. I don't think you'd be allowed to go into a, a maximum security uh, cell alone anyway. So I don't know. But yeah, that guy trying to see, I thought they had a picture of him in here and I could figure out who he was, but I don't think I can because there's, there's just so many people in the movie that it's just, (laughs) excuse me, I'm still a little under the weather. Sorry, everybody. I think his name is Gucci boy. Gucci. (laughs) <laughs> I do. He's been in Max Payne. He's been in Death Wish, the newer one, the 2018 version. Um, I think that's him, right? That is him. That is him. They called him Roach a few times. That is him right there. So he's actually done a good amount of movies, believe it or not. He's got 66 credits under his belt. Uh, started back in 1994. He was in uh, Highlander, The Final Dimension. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, been in a few movies. Been in a few. None, none I see here that I can point out, but uh, definitely done a few movies. So that's who he is. But uh, he's beating the shit out of this guard. I mean, really throwing this mother, literally throwing this motherfucker around. And of course, they call Seagal in, and he goes in and like, "What's what's the problem, man?" And he beats the shit out of him. Of course. Steven Seagal style throws him around. Uh, yeah, he throws him around. But did you notice? Did you feel like it was almost like slow motion? Like even though he did like a hip toss on him at one point, uh, it just it, it, it wasn't like a bad fight per se. But it just felt like it was like in slow motion. Yeah, a little like, bit. So like Seagal had kind of lost a step with the uh, fight scenes. Well, I don't know how many times they do these things, but. It didn't look that great. This was probably one of the one of the worst fight scenes in the movie. All the other ones were fine. This one just looked weird, and it could have been could have been the other guy not acting good, not Seagal. Who knows? But uh, Seagal goes in, fucks him up, puts even puts him in a uh, a little strangle hold as much as he can. He can barely get his arms around the fucking guy. But uh, by slow motion, you mean he's kind of like he'll basically like tap the guy and he'll fall down. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, almost like almost like it was almost like a wrestling. Ver- it was almost like the uh, wrestling version of calling spots exactly loudly, like that. That was the signal. Like, all right, you go down now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. It was not the greatest part in this fucking movie, um, but still, always good to see Steven Seagal. Uh, and you got to remember his his aikido style, his submissions. Also, he can, you know, do all that shit. 
And um, if you've never watched his old movies, Aikido is also about snapping fucking bones. That's why he does that in a lot of his movies, man. He even does it in this movie. He snaps a guy's arm. Pretty much every movie, he snaps a body part, a leg or an arm on somebody. Um, and right there is when the uh, security guard, the MP, handed him the note or the whatever it was. Um, and this is where it gets interesting. That trash truck that came in backs up to the compactor. And this is where shit starts getting a little, a little bit kind of pulled up. Movie starts getting a little bit better from here. Um, Stone Cold starts noticing a few little problems. Right, Anthony? Yeah, a few little. <laughs> right, yeah. right away. Right <laughs> away. Oh yeah, Austin. This was like uh, this, I like this scene because Austin was like the boss. He was like that uh, that dictator. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's my wife's birthday. I don't give a fuck, son. No. Your ass back to work. Yep. <laughs> That's basically what he basically what he told the poor bad, that poor bastard. <laughs> Again, this uh, this is another one of those scenes. This is Stone Cold. This is Stone Cold right here. Here we go. Let's play a little bit here. Name on a manifest, says Rick. Name tag says Max. You want to explain that? Truck rolled over his foot yesterday. Um, I usually work dispatch, short staff, so. Almost wrapped up here, so let's get it done. Sorry. I'm just trying to sneak in a bit old time. Wife's birthday. Coming up. Now, why don't we catch up some other time, alright? <laughs> just get on with the job so I get the fuck out of here. There you go. And this little kid is acting funny right from the beginning. Like, even if you've never seen this movie, you're like, yeah, this something ain't right with this kid. Something's just wrong. And he goes to do the, 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 the compactor, and it's not working. He keeps saying it's not working, it's not working. Um, just And he doesn't know what's wrong, of course. Uh, obviously, he's buying time. Again, if you've never seen this movie, you can still see the motherfucker's just trying to buy time. Um, gets him back in the truck, and you can, and the truck's running weird. It's pouring out diesel fuel. That's another important part, that the truck is pouring out diesel fuel. Um, if you give me a second, I can even tell you why it's important. I think they say it right here, why it's important. Hold on one second. Hey, bud, it's Manning. Hey, listen, we got an issue with the garbage truck. Something jammed in there, and I'm smelling diesel fumes. We well, you know, block these on the same ventilation system as maintenance. Yes, sir. Same place you looked at two assets last night. Fuck. I'm going to head down there right now. Anyway, I'll take care of it. I don't think either of us are going to make it out of here tonight. Wonderful. All right. So the diesel smell is going to force him to move the prisoners from D because they're on the same ventilation system, over to block G. We'll get to that part later. Just remember now, D, fuck D, we need G. There we go. Um, I'm not even going to play this part where he's talking, but he's talking again. Uh, no, no, I'll play it, because I, I want to just illustrate any chance we can on this show how awful his acting was. All right. All right, I'll play it. Here we go. I'm smelling diesel down here. Yeah, I know. I'm moving the detainees as we speak. Where are we going to put them? 
Unfortunately, Block G. Seriously? Those fucking guys are gonna go crazy when they know about them. Unfortunately, I don't have much of a choice. You know, it's only for a couple hours. Everybody's transferring out tonight. So. Hey, where'd that accent go? You look, look, look at that, man. The chick had more testosterone going in her system than Seagal did there. Did you, Jesus Christ? Sell Block G. Where's the accent? Where's where the accent's gone, dude? Yeah. The accent is gone. He, I told you, he breaks accent all the fucking time, and right here he's doing it. All right, let's play a little more. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Oh, that's it. He's done talking. All right, girls, let's go for a walk. Oh, there we go. <laughs> let's see your hands, girls. All right. So he moves the girls over to cell block G. <sighs> you know what that little exchange reminded me of? What? I know we weren't going to talk wrestling, but um, years it was a uh, years ago. It was a shoot interview with a bunch of ECW guys, mm-hmm. and it was like uh, Ty Gordon was on there, Scorpio was on there, and Ty at one point has the funniest story. He said we used to call uh Scorpio Too Cold Scorpio Mushmouth or something like that, because <laughs> he would come up to you and just all right, talk to you later. <laughs> and that's what Seagal is like in this movie. He wanted to Fox. You ever did you ever know anybody like that? Like uh, Mushmouth from uh, Fat Albert. Like somebody would just walk up to you, talk to you later, <laughs> and then just walk away. Yeah, dude. There's one dude where I go pick up stuff. Um, <laughs> he doesn't speak like incoherent, but he talks so quietly I can never hear him. I were in a warehouse. There's machines going. He's on a forklift. And he thinks you can hear him. And I always go, what? And he'll say it again. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't fucking hear him. I can never hear this guy. He's an old guy, so I don't want to be like, I can't hear you, dude. But I can't ever hear a fucking word he says. Never. Never, never, never. Unless he's in my truck right beside me. It's the only time I can hear him when when we're loading the truck. But... um. Yeah, that's the only kind of guy. I've never actually met anyone that I that that talks. I've never met anyone that talks this bad, <laughs> ever. But um, as they're moving these two girls, uh, the one girl. Oh God, I'm have to try to figure out her name, aren't I? Uh, is is it the uh, spoiler alert? Uh, is it the guy? Is it the one that uh, Austin called a hooker? No, or the Asian one that looked kind of like Gail Kimish. The a- Asian one, who I believe is Steph Song. Samantha. Let me make sure I'm right here. There's a picture here, all. I think you're right, because I, I don't remember the hook. Well, she's not yes. a hooker. I, I just refer to her as hooker because I don't think they ever mentioned her name. <laughs> and I just remembered Halston calling her a hooker. <laughs> no, they did call her Charlotte at one point oh. in the movie. They did call her Charlotte. Um, and her name is uh, Alia O'Brien. Okay. She's she was in Monster Truck, Bates Motel. She was in Rookie Blue for a little while. Um I didn't don't recognize her from Rookie Blue, but I guess she was in it. I'll figure it out. Um she was in the T V series Taken for an episode, did Bates Motel for eleven episodes also, that T V show. She's done a, a a good amount of things. Um she's really hot in this movie. Stone Cold obviously thinks so. <laughs> Who brought in the hooker? But 
No, believe it or not, once we get to that, I hope we can play that scene when we get to it. They had a nice little back and forth that I thought was funny. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. But uh, the whole time they're moving, this girl, um, damn it, I just had her fucking, Samantha, is trying to tell Steven Seagal what in the hell happened. And this is probably something she shouldn't be saying in front of someone else, but here we go. I'm a foreign national. My government has no idea where I am. Right. The thing is, I'm no idiot, okay? I know what this place is, and I know where guys like you come from. If you can't help me, I'm dead. Then the boiler room grabbed some tools. When Ed shut the heat down, and she barked all I was there. FYI. Sure got some ugly janitors in this dump. We'll let the hooker in. Fuck you. I did. You deal with your mess. I got a garbage truck with name on it waiting for me. Call me. Call me. Just see this time. Please. Oh, shit. There we go. Steve Austin being Steve Austin. What? Yeah. Who, who let the hooker in? I like the call just went, I did. <laughs> wow. I might have to. I'm, Seagal did add a positive, have a positive contribution then. To this movie because that was a good line. That was about it. That was about it. Um, then we go back and see, and uh, Austin is trying to deal with this goddamn trash truck. Finally, he decides he's going to take a look, and he takes the goddamn jacket off. Oh shit! He's getting fucking busy. Thought I heard glass break when he did that. Um, so he decides to look at it. Cross takes off and goes to uh, meet up with his crew, and he's also looking over Samantha's file as he's doing it. Um, but he meets up with his crew. They're all smoking cigars and shit. And finally, he hands that little note slash piece of paper over to one of his, uh, I guess this is the code breaker of the group. Um, while he's doing that, these federal marshals show up, though. And they're only there, though, to take two of the prisoners. Um and they're supposed to be taking six, so there's obviously a little problem happening, um, which we will figure out what the problem is in just a second here. Uh, so these two walk up, and uh, they go to the guard, and Steve Austin is still trying to fix that goddamn truck. But he knows something's going on. You can see it. He's got that furred brow, Anthony. <laughs> yes. And he's like, I know something ain't right here. Something ain't right. What? I said something ain't right. What? So there we go. So he hands over the codes, and uh, finally, we get this guy telling uh, Seagal what the code is. He's the, he took out his decoder ring, and he breaks the code. So let's see what the code is. Oh, shit. Okay, then. My best guess is that a dirty guard has been passing on information. That's basically an itinerary. It gives the exact pickup time and route the marshals are going to. Okay, so what we're talking about is a high-risk extraction in the making, and it's coming soon. We have any time. Where's your gear? Man, the gear's still in the airport. I didn't think we'd need it. Yeah, well, I always got to be ready, right? Listen, I'm going to go breach manning. I'm going to jump up ahead of you guys. You guys are going to tack up. Meet me there. Go in the tunnels off the motor pool. 
and uh, I hope you'll see you. Keep your eyes open. Have a swivel. Okay. All right. So basically, he figured out that there's a guard that's dirty, passing notes, and it has the exact time of the Marshall pickup happening. So that's what's going on there. And Steven Seagal told him to go tack up. I don't know if you heard that. It was kind of like, you guys go tack up. I'll meet y'all there. <laughs> Keep your eyes yeah. open, baby. Keep your eyes open. But uh, I guess we could play a little bit of this part here with a, where Michael Pare comes in as the marshal and is trying to get the prisoners. We can go ahead and play a little bit of this. Fuck it, right? We got time. Personnel, be advised. Please remember to catalog all boxes according to the official government itemized checklist. How's your Friday night? Yeah, this all seems in order, but there's only transfer papers for two prisoners. Yeah, that's what it says. Samantha Mendez and Charlotte Walker. Problem? I heard you're supposed to move all six. News to me. Well, I can't authorize this anyway. You're going to have to talk to the warden, take Marshall Blake to see the warden. I'm going to call Esmeralda. Okay, once again, he cannot authorize it. Remember, only Cross can sign out those two girls. Um, and why they gave the Asian girl a, uh, Spanish last name, I'm not going to even try to figure that one out. Yeah, uh, you know, even though this is 2012, I guess the, whoever made the movie, the producers. Uh, Anthony? I lost you, buddy. Anthony, I lost you. Oh, reconnecting is what it's saying. A poor network connection with Anthony. So we'll give Anthony a minute to reconnect and I'll just keep going here. Uh, once again, Stone Cold can, st- he hears stuff. They're dropping stuff in the back of the truck. He knows something's going on. He's got his face in a, f- uh, full of wires and he knows something's going on, but he can't figure out what and he's not sure. So these guys are getting ready to come out though. They've got a shape charge. Shape charge is a big square. You put it up against like a, a wi- even a glass window, it'll blow out the window. You put it against something metal, though, it'll literally make a square. So they got a shape charge. And as Stone Cold gets up for a second, he definitely hears it. Um, oh, I think Anthony's gone. We'll get Anthony back in just a minute here. Uh, he definitely hears something going on. Now, they do walk into the warden here. And I will play a little bit of that. Maybe we'll get Anthony back uh, as we're doing this. But they do go into the warden's office. And once again, I'm going to go ahead and play that for you. Here we go. A little volume will help. U.S. Marshals, prisoner transfer unit. You have two female detainees for me to pick up. Well, I sympathize with your predicament, Marshal, but it seems that nobody has any concern for mine. You know, i got a schedule to keep. you got the documentation. I'm not asking you for any favors. Detainees are going from a military to a federal facility. The paperwork requires the correct signature. It doesn't happen to be mine. We can fix the paperwork. Warden, I'm working in cooperation with the CIA. They have a special interest in these two detainees. All right. So there we go. Anthony, you back? Yeah, I'm back. All right. There we go. Uh, lost you there for a minute. It said you had a bad connection. I don't know what happened. I just yeah, kept, um... yeah, I just kept rolling. Sorry about that. 
Yeah, yeah, I forgot my original point before I cut off. I'm like, <laughs> I lost yet the word producers, and we were talking about the fact that they called the Asian girl Samantha Mendez. Oh, oh, I got, I got to remember it now. I said, even though this was 2012, mm. I feel like this movie was in like demolition, mo- demolition man mode. They could see into, they could see into the future, so they wanted to try to include, be inclusive. Well, so even though this is yeah. an age, and they wanted to give her like you know a Spanish last name, to make make everybody feel like we're not leaving anybody out. We love everybody. Well, she so. could she, she could have been married to a Spanish gentleman. Yeah. Or she could come, she could be a mixed mixed descent. You know, not you know. Okay, that's that, that that that's a little bit of a weird mix. I'll admit, but it could work. You know. All right, this isn't uh, SJWHH. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, all right, so we moved on a little bit there. Um, I moved on to where they're in the warden's office. And this is kind of the part right here where not only the warden, but us as the viewer of the movie find out this shit is fucking real and these guys are not fucking around. Bring some of this, huh? huh? I don't think you do. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. All right, first of all, we got two guys, two security guards up in the control room. Got to remember there is a control room in here. And they're up there fucking around, and this is where the dirty guard is working also. So there's three of them up here. Hey! Oh. Want a coffee, loser? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Uh, hey, two sugars this time. Sure. Uh, All right, now this is where the dirty guard walks in, right here. Um, and he, again... We find out these motherfuckers mean business pretty quick in this movie. Um, I was a little shocked at this scene, actually, that they kind of played it out the way they did. Um, as they walk out, though, the guy puts every the, all the overrides on manual, so it's causing them a little bit of problem. But as they're trying to do this, Steve Austin, or I'm sorry, Steven Seagal is trying to drive back, and man... In this car, he looks like he's packed in that fucking SUV, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, it just looks like he's like all shriveled up, like, oh man, this ain't comfortable at all in this motherfucker. Okay, just so he's trying to get a hold of somebody and really just doing the best he can, trying to get a hold of somebody on the radio. No one's answering. So he's getting a little nervous already. But, uh, I'll play a little bit of that scene too. And here we roll. This is MP Terrence Davis, sir. What's the status? The transcript has just arrived and we're talking to the warden. They only have the paperwork to transfer two detainees. Where's Manny? Still dealing with the garbage issue, sir. All right, look, man, nobody moves. Wait till I get there. Do not release the PIs. Do not release the prisoners. Nobody moves till I get there. Copy that, sir. So there you go. Do not release the prisoners till he gets there. Once again, we've said a few times in this movie, he's the only one that can sign. Uh, Steve Austin is working on the trash truck now. And he wants to break whatever's in there loose. So he's got this motherfucker moving and moving and moving. Uh, but in the meantime, the warden, who, man, he was kind of a dick to these guys. Uh, until... Uh, he took off that prick suit real fast in just a minute here. Let's see. CIA can shove their gratitude up their ass. 
Cross signed him in on his authority. You need his signature to get him out. I'm not here to make your life easier. Boy, you got that right. Boom. They just Way killed his guard. Alright, so... The warden, like I said, he took that prick suit off real fucking fast. <laughs> he went from the CIA could stick it up their ass to... Holy shit, what do you need? Don't kill me. Pretty fucking fast. Um, but at this point, we go back up to the control room, and the guy gets the coffee, he goes back into the room, and this is what we get now. Hey, put the coffees down. Sit in the chair and open the doors. I tell you to open when I tell you to open them, and nobody gets hurt. Okay. The dirty guard has a gun to his partner's head and the guy is sitting there holding two coffees and this is what he's telling him. I need the codes. I need you to open everything up. And this is the answer. And again, he's got a gun to the partner's head. Fuck you. What? Wait, no! Blew his fucking Wrong head. answer. Wrong answer. Blew the partner's head right off. No fucking hesitation. Um, and then these two start scrapping pretty badly and, uh, he does end up killing this guy, but he needed him so he could get those codes. But in the meantime, this is where they put that shape charge on the door. And, uh, this is where they blow the door to the trash truck again, kind of that Trojan horse thing we were talking about. This is sort of exactly what it was, uh, Except that was supposed to be a gift, and they ran out of the, the Trojan or the horse, but kind of the same concept. Um, they get out of there. Now, they think Steve Austin is uh, dead because there was a huge explosion. But, of course, it's Steve Austin. He ain't fucking dead. We all know this. Uh, and he starts killing motherfuckers right away. You're like, oh, shit, this is a fucking good movie when Stone Cold is just killing motherfuckers. But um, but before that, we go back up to the warden's office. I don't know what you're talking about. Who the fuck do you think I'm talking about? The two that were brought in here last night. Oh, yes. I can tell you, they're in, uh, they're in, uh... Where are they, goddammit? Cross, free open block D! Block D. Light up cell block D. I want to be out of here in 15 minutes. All right, cell block D. Remember that? Yes. That's where they started. We know they've been moved, but the warden didn't know because they didn't fucking tell him because they don't like that motherfucker. Uh, basically, is the, is the issue. Um, but, I mean, they've got this whole place fucking wired. For not having satellite or internet, these guys are pretty locked on, which confused me a little bit. You would think they would need either Wi-Fi or something to do this. Um, yeah, you would think. You would think. But uh, they've got computers and maps of the fucking blue, blueprints and shit. But um, this is also where we where we figure out that they can't open any of the doors because the guy cannot override the system. The only thing that can override the system is the warden and his fingerprint. Michael Perry cuts his fucking finger off. 
Yeah. This is one of the most surprising, as gross as that scene was. Mm. This is where the this one like yeah these guys ain't fucking around. No, not at all, not at all. And this it was pretty brutal watching it, man. Uh, they just sliced his fucking finger off, and again the warden is like, look, give me the keys, I'll get you through anywhere you need to go, anything you want. But uh, this is where we get to Stone Cold when these guys start coming in. He starts poking them with screwdrivers and killing these son of a bitches. Pretty again. Pretty cool to watch Stone Cold doing shit like that, man. I think. I mean, when when you're used to seeing him kind of toned down now when he comes to wrestling and shit, you get to see Stone Cold kill motherfuckers. I love it. Yeah. I just like it. It's, it's just fun. Gotta be a th- it had to be a thrill for him to tell. Throwing, them, throwing around F-bombs like they fucking Steve Weisers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you notice that? And he, he was just letting them fly. He was, man. He was. He didn't give a shit. He was just letting them go and go and go. But uh, they're, of course, they chase after him after they see a couple of their guys drop. And, you know, another scene, I'm not going to, nothing to play. They're just chasing him. Uh, they got some good guns, lasers, but Stone Cold's taking them out one by one slowly. Uh, but he doesn't get them the main guy, of course. Not like he wants to. Um so they're still after him. He does kill another motherfucker with a chain by snapping his neck. And then walks off like the glass is shattering again. <laughs> he he does do that walk away scene good. He knows how to do that shit. But uh, as they're chasing him, Cross pulls back up. Steven Seagal pulls back up to the building and realizes there's a problem with the, with the two guards. Um... Matter of fact, here we go. Let's just do this. Who are you? Uh, Special Agent Watkins. I have an appointment with the warden about some kind of narcotics activity here. We're doing a high-risk security transfer here. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. All right. Boom! Takes him out in a couple of punches and a few wrist holds. And totally Steven Seagal's their ass, I guess you could say. (laughs) Basically, pretty. there's no other way to describe that. No, and again, we are shitting a little bit on this movie, but I'm going to tell you, it's worth watching. Again, it was my kind of fucking movie. I love these movies. Action movies are just amazing. I love them, and this this was my kind of action movie. Uh, but he definitely knows something's going on. He radios his crew to come in, and um, everyone hears it. Now, they got the mar- again, the marshal does take the warden with him to get him through doors with those keys. Um, and as we're moving along, they remember they're going to cell block D, and now his crew shows up. Seagal's crew. Yeah, and I gotta say real quick that that Wharton gotta be a bad motherfucker because I know he just got a finger sliced off, but you, I think I was waiting for him just to bleed out because he still got an or he still got one of his digits cut off, and you would think he would have needed some type of medical attention because he would have been bleeding out. Around the end of the movie, he was sort of swaying around, and I'm like, dude, when you're bleeding like that, you put the hand above the heart. It slows the blood flow. You got to know that. Come on. That's 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 fucking sixth grade first aid right there, isn't it? Maybe fifth grade. Okay. It also works for a burn. If you're burnt in your hand, you put it above <laughs> the heart. It helps take some of the pain away. Oh. <laughs> 
I can't learned. look at you, Box. You don't you spitting some facts right there, spitting some knowledge for the uh, <laughs> listening audience out there. No, I learned that one the hard way. <laughs> I learned that one the hard way when I was a little kid. I uh, someone had left the stove on all night, and they left it on low, and there was a tea kettle underneath the stove that was uh, on all night, and it never boiled because it was on low. But I, it, I almost dropped it, and I put my hand under it to catch it, and my whole hand got burnt. I was like 10 years old. Yeah. Like, I fried, like, the whole thing blistered up in, like, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And Not was, as bad yeah. as that, but I remember burning myself, burning my arm on a, my forearm on a dryer. Yeah. I Believe it or not, later in life, I, I learned burns are no big deal. I worked at a... Uh, you know, like the 10 minute lube oil change places. Yes. I did that all through high school. Cars came in hot as fuck, dude, all the time. So I ended up getting burnt a lot in my life. <laughs> Cars burn you all. No matter how careful you are, a Honda is going to burn you. The oil filter is directly beside the manifold, which. Is horrible. Toyota's gonna burn you. Fords are easy. Most Fords and Ford trucks, but a lot of the fucking Lexus will burn you. Oh, dude. I always had scars all over my arms. Lots of vitamin E. Finally went away. Lots of vitamin E. Right. Yeah. Vitamin E will actually take scars away pretty good. I took it for like two years because my arms were just scarred. My right arm was literally like a big scar. I had marks all over it. It was nasty. So anyway, like I said, just to, you know, just just a little first aid knowledge there. But a lot of it I learned the hard way. Um, his team shows up and uh, they sort of start laying out some rules now or not some rules where to go, what to do. Now, they think they're entering quietly. They don't realize that they've got a dirty guard in the control room that's watching every move they make. So play a little bit of that. Transmit said there were active hostiles. At this stage, we have to assume it's an extraction. We got minimal gear and ammo, so we go in quiet through the old hydro access tunnels. We make every shot count. We good? Let's go. Come on. Intel on the target. What the fuck happened to you? They needed some convincing. Target confirmed. Location of the data is unknown so far. All right. Now, by location of the data, we will learn what they mean by that later. Uh, but they are up there. The warden does put his fingerprint on there. Um, notice he used the other finger. So the guy yeah. might have cut off the wrong finger, but he wasn't going to tell him. <laughs> Would you? Uh-uh. No. No. Uh, once again, Seagal's crew thinks they're going in quiet, but every single one of those guys is now in the control room and sees him, all of them, going in. Um, they realize, though, that these guys are special fucking... Not uh, These guys aren't just... you know. He, he knows that they're in full tack gear and that they're definitely not fucking around either. Um, we'll get a little bit of that here. Private contractor trains teams like that. One of those shadow guys, ex-special forces. He came in to shut down the site. Rodney Manning. Collins, we have an intrusion in the motor pool. A three-man HSO team. 
Stand by. I'm going to shut off the power in the cell block. Get some people in there now. 10-4. All right. So he's got people going after that crew. Uh, of course, they all know the crew's there. And now he finds out that those two guys are special forces, kind of badasses. Again, they were supposedly, you know, former black ops guys. Who knows what agency they're supposed to have been working for. But um, <clears throat> they go through a little bit here. They're looking for those guys the whole time. And let's see, the next part, literally all they're doing right now is sweeping, looking for them guys. And I'm just kind of fast forwarding through a little bit. Uh, Stone Cold does meet up with the crew, of course. And um, now they got one extra man. Now they do find out these guys put some lasers up everywhere. And if you yeah, walk, I did notice that. That was interesting. That's like, a pretty good idea. And if you walk through the lasers, you're gonna it, there's bombs basically all around them. Uh, you break any contact with the laser, it sets off the bombs. That's 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 that that, that, that was pretty smooth. It's a pretty smooth idea. Uh, so they're going through sweeping, sweeping, sweeping. Finally, they meet up and they start shooting it out with the other guys. Um, of course, you know, like I said, it's that kind of movie. And uh, guess what? They win. Uh, <laughs> they win. But this is where we find out a little bit more. This is where they. This is where we find out a little bit about Stone Cold and his character in this movie. You ready for this, Anthony? Oh yeah. You said these guys are ex-special forces? Yeah. The background is crossed with an operation of genius. Manning's a weapons expert. Bulldozer on the ground. <laughs> Guarantee when they find each other, we'll be facing a coordinated assault. Collins, you have got to ramp it up and get it done. There's no impedes. Where are the prisoners? And a bulldozer on the ground. They got that <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> they don't have a fucking clue who they're dealing with, do they? Hell no. Oh, hell no. They don't have a clue. Um, and once again, though, this they're beating the shit out of this fucking warden. Here. They walked into this a, poor bastard. They, well, they walked into an empty deep, an empty block. So... Remember, we knew they got moved. Warden didn't know yet, but here we go. Is or I'm done being nice. Oh God, I don't. I overheard Cross and Manny on the radio a security thing because of the garbage truck. They must have moved them. Where? Where? There's only one other open block. Maximum security. Cell block G. That's where they're going to go. Uh, so they finally figure it out. Uh, and they open. Do they open the doors yet? No. Oh, oh, we got a little more, a little more Steven Seagal on the radio here. Anthony wants me to play every Seagal scene I can find. I'm going to play this one right now. Terrence, you're still there. Yes, sir. Do you want me to meet you? No, sit tight and keep your head down or I'll probably get blown off. Alright, so we have the one secured, the one MP that handed him that note is now down in the kitchen and he's gonna try to protect the cook, Esmeralda, as they call her throughout the, uh, throughout the little parts here. Um, 
did you notice he was talking regularly and Seagal's just yeah. Like, yeah, man, what's going on out there, brother? <laughs> it's so it oozes cheese, but I mean, I love these cheesy action movies, dude. How many times have I said that before? I love these cheesy action movies. They're beautiful to me. They're beautiful. Mindless bullshit. I don't have to fucking, I can watch. I love it. I just fucking love these movies. Hey, Anthony, are, are you a big, we've never actually talked about that. Are you a big action movie fan? Yeah. I mean, I'm so- more of a comedy fan, honestly, but it's like, if it's the right action movie, I can get into it. All right, all right. I mean, I, I grew up, I grew up with my dad watching movies like these, action movies. My dad loved action movies, and he really, my dad's a big horror fan, believe it or not. But I never was. I never liked the horror stuff. But the one thing we could always watch was the action movies. So we'd be watching the. The Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. You know, I saw Bloodsport with my dad. I saw Kickboxer with my dad. Um, a bu- I've seen a bunch of the... Um, I watched a few of these Steven Seagal movies with my dad. I know I watched Mark for Death with my dad. Um, and, yep. But yeah, brought up Kickboxing, and this might be sacrilegious, but I actually prefer Sasha Mitchell over Van Damme. I don't get me wrong, the original Kickboxer is a classic, but I don't know. I, I kind of associate Sasha Mitchell more... Because he was in, like, the last three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not mind him. I actually thought he was a good second to Van Damme in, in those movies. It, I actually did and, like him. And it was just weird. Because, like, you know, anybody that knows he was, like, a Cody on, on that uh, show, the show uh, Step uh, by Step. There you go. And it was jarring. Because like, he basically played like an airhead on that show, well, he, but then he's like super serious on the fucking on the kickboxer movies. So it was kind of yeah. like this can't be the same dude. <laughs> Sasha Mitchell to me was the was Ashton Kutcher before Ashton Kutcher. The same sort of they have the same mannerisms. They have they're almost like because he's kind of like dude, and Ashton Kutcher's kind of like dude, you know, dude, dude. Yeah. I just think he was that kind of the same kind of dude. Yeah, and I look him up. He, I don't know, I don't know what he's been doing since because he kind of fell, he kind of fell off the radar. I'll bet. But last he... time I saw him, he got jacked. He was fucking jacked as shit. Oh shit! Oh no, I still got that up there. I'm fine. Uh, I, I I used the wrong keyboard and I accidentally just stopped the movie. <laughs> hey, trying to tell you that, man. I know, I'm trying man. to take computer, trying to tell you something, man. You're trying to tell me this ain't the best movie to watch at all, man. I'll bet he hasn't done anything since since the late two thousands, mid two thousands. Let me see here. Cause I know he has some uh, legal issues. Oh shit! <laughs> For a he's minute, got, he's got. Oh, dude, he's doing another cyborg. He's doing another kickboxer. Oh, go fuck me. Who oh, Sasha? Fuck me. Yes. Um. Well, he's got to be like mid forties, early fifties, right? I don't know. Let's see here. He was in. Uh, let's see. Been acting since nineteen eighty six. He was in the Flamingo Kid TV show, Kickboxer Two. I might have to watch that after this. Kickboxer Three, Kickboxer Four. Uh, let's see. Step by Step. He was in one hundred and fourteen of those. He was in Gangland. I didn't know that. Did an episode of NYPD Blue, Anthony. 
What? You you didn't know that? I'm surprised. I actually did not know that and didn't even know it was him. Um, it had to be early. Probably had to be one of the earliest seasons then. No, it was actually 2005. Oh, shit. Which would have been, yeah. Which would have been their last season. I know the, I, I know the episode name, so I know which one it is. I'll have to look it up. But according to this, he has a, a martial arts movie coming out called The Martial Arts Kid 2, Payback. The Kickboxer, Algiers, The Bank. Now, is, this a, is this the same kickboxer that uh, Batista was going to be in? I don't know. Kickboxer was already in, a, in, in that movie. That, that movie already came out with Batista. Oh. I, need to, I think I have it. I need to look that up. But uh, I, I think I do have it. So this is like a, so this is basically like a sequel to a sequel to a sequel, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. This, this. Uh, oh my God! I can't believe they're gonna do another fucking. I'm curious. I wonder if it's gonna follow the same timeline. I don't. Because that's kind of that's kind of confusing. If you just <laughs> you just did one with Batista, which I'm I haven't seen, but I'm assuming it would have followed the original timeline. So what is this one coming in? Actually, I think the one with Batista was a remake of the original Kickboxer because Batista was Tung Po. Tung Po. Oh. So it was a remake of the original. I need to watch it. I need to watch it. I I, I do have it. I need to watch it. Um, now, let's get back to this. Seagal was on his way to sell block G's trying to get these girls before they get there. And he does. And this girl is like, motherfucker, are you going to listen to me now? And he's like, I'm not sure if I am, baby. We'll see what we can do. Uh, let's go (laughs) here. (laughs) I don't think I did it justice. Here we go. I went over your file. I've been at this game long enough to know that, uh, someone has phoned it up. You still think I'm crazy? Which means, Probably somebody wants you dead. They listen to me, do what I say. I'll kill them before they kill you. You hear? Now, I don't know exactly how you fit in this picture. I'm assuming either you're with them or you're with me. Long and the short is do what I say, be smart, You'll do well if you don't listen to me. And I find for one reason or another, you're with them, or you make a false move. I'll kill you just like I killed them. We cool? All right, come on over my left, stand my right, stay a little bit behind me. Okay, so that was him talking to Samantha and Charlotte. Obviously, Charlotte was the one he told, if I find out you're with them, I'm going to kill you. Um, and once again, Anthony, no accent. No, none. no, no Southern accent. Just whispering, just whispering. Um, so there we go with that. Uh, let's, <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, so there we go. They start moving. They're getting out of cell block G uh, before the, before the bad guys get there because there's always bad guys, bad guys, bad guys. Uh, so they're going through, and the bad guys do end up in cell block G right after them. Anthony's about to fall asleep on me. Uh, no, I'm not. All right, but uh, they do end up, believe it or not, we got less than 45 minutes of this movie left, and I'm scrolling through pretty fast. 
Uh, let's see, we have five clips left, unless I decide to play more more Steven Seagal shittiness. Um, <laughs> so we're going through, but there's a big gunfight here as, as they go into cell block G, so we can roll through the gunfight here. Um, and they do open all the doors to cell block G, so now all those prisoners, all those prisoners are out. Out of their cells, including big motherfucking Gucci boy. <laughs> he's out, too, and he's a big motherfucker. Uh, so he's out, too. Uh, let's go ahead and play. Now we're at the part where uh, this girl, once again, is trying to convince Steven Seagal that she's legit. So here we go. I'm a courier for a non-U.S. intelligence agency. Sometimes I work with friendlies and sometimes enemies. But all of it off the official radar. My contact on my last drop was a CIA op. So how'd you get here? My contact was assassinated. And then all channels went dark. I got away and then I got picked up. And then I ended up here. Now I got one message from my handlers to sit tight because there was some kind of internal problem and then nothing. Talk about that. All right. Now, again, if you're watching this, when you're watching this, you can see the other girl. You can see she's going to turn. It's like there. I don't know, Anthony. Maybe it's because we're wrestling fans. We're used to the heel turn. Yeah, you can kind of <laughs> tell. And plus, you know, I don't know. I could just tell. Like, I kind of got that vibe from the, like I said, when her and Austin had that little in- initial interaction earlier in the movie. I kind of had a feeling, like, yeah, she's gonna turn. Yeah, and like when know, this place, this place hires some ugly fucking janitors or something. She said to him. Yeah, and I could just tell from that line. It was like a throwaway line, but they kind of gave it away that yeah, she's gonna be the one to flip. Well, and for a minute there, I'm not gonna lie. For a minute there, I thought maybe Stone Cold was gonna turn too. You did? I really, at one point in this movie, it did cross my mind when, right after he met up with the crew, I thought maybe he was going to turn. Maybe it would happen. But I guess they wanted to keep Austin babyface. Whoever booked this movie did okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe that wasn't an original plans, and if Steven Seagal had been any type of a good actor in this movie, that it could have pulled it off. But it's just like, Austin is like literally in terms of like good guy characters was the only redeemable quote. He was the only thing redeemable about the movie. If you really stop and think about it, he was. So go well, Seagal on his own wasn't a strong enough uh, baby face no. to carry it and to turn Austin. No, 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 it really wasn't. No, the, the the booking for this match was done well. The, 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 this was this was a well booked movie um, for what they had to work with. Let's say that. Want to go with that? Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, all right. So here we go. We move a little more forward now. They've, another gunfight happened, of course. And uh, this is where she's again talking to Steven Seagal. It felt like a CIA kill squad. I've seen them do their thing a dozen times. It was classic. So they were trying to isolate you and retrieve information. What are you carrying? You tell me. You know the drill. They don't tell me anything. They upload the information onto an implant. It's usually military intelligence. Where's the implant? It's right there. All right, so it's right under her left tit. 
right by her rib. Um, and again, if you go back to the movie where Michael Pere said they hadn't found the data yet, that's what they were talking about. Her. She's the wow. data. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. 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 So she's got an in, a, a, a chip implanted in her. And we actually find out it's not just a chip. It's a little more than a chip. It's kind of like a like an activated chip. And here we go. We'll go ahead and finish this. Yeah, I've seen this before. You can upload or download data via short-range transmission. The chip also monitors the electrical impulses of your heart. He said it monitors the electric impulses in your heart. I know you didn't understand a word he said, but that's what he said. Here we go. The problem is, uh, if you get killed, it wipes the intel. Are the police at least going to come and help us? All right, so at least we figured out why they're keeping her alive now. They don't want her dead. They need her alive because of the intel in her. Uh-huh. Now we know a little bit. Um, I, uh, I'll keep going. What the hell? We'll keep playing it. They run all the way through the prison. The inmates use them to communicate. And I have an MP held up in the kitchen. He's trying to let us know he's all right. Hey, boss man! I'm trying to get out of here. Of course, this is where the prisoners show up. All the maximum security prisoners are out, remember? Yeah. Anthony remembers. I told him. <laughs> and I told you. I remember. <laughs> I told you, listeners. You guys are hanging out on Hollywood Hangout. I told you too. Damn it. Um, so the prisoners are in there, and basically, they're in there for what you'd expect. Or they're in this room for what you'd expect. They're trying to get the girls. They want the girls. But Steven Seagal ain't having none of that shit. Um, he takes them out. Now, while he's taking them out, this is where the girl finally goes heel and takes... Girl Charlotte goes heel and takes Samantha. Um, Steven Seagal doesn't know he's been duped until the end of this after he kills all the prisoners. All but one. All but, uh, but Roach, big old Gucci boy. He doesn't kill him. He gets away. We'll come back to him in a little while. But uh, now we know once again that the uh, the one girl, Charlotte, isn't with them, isn't with anyone. She's with the CIA, basically. Um, we can play a little bit of this scene. She just gets her, and here we go. They're going through cell blocks and going through the control, going towards the control room. Here we go. I have the asset and confirmation of the chip implant and location. Cross is right behind me. Get to the extraction point. How do you want me to do that? I'm lost. You see where she is? What's the quickest way to the garbage room? Hard to say. You want to keep on breathing, you better figure it out. From where she is, she'd have to go through the kitchen and then skirt the NC blocks. Collins. We have the asset. Being pursued by Cross towards the kitchen in your sector. Take out Cross. Rendezvous with Charlotte and get her to the extraction point. Rendezvous with Collins. All right. So it's obvious what they're doing. They're going to have, he's going to have his crew go meet up with her and kind of be her cover and get her to the extraction point, which is right back to the garbage truck where Stone Cold was in the beginning of the movie. Um, and I bet you know what's going to happen. There's going to be a gunfight. Of course it's going to be a gunfight. There's going to be a gunfight. And it's a big gunfight. And it's a good gunfight, actually. Um, But 
finally Stone Cold and Steven Seagal are together once again. Powerful moment, movie, powerful, cinematic, theatric. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to, tired of trying to make this more than what it is. It's just you guys. Here we go. Having fun yet? Fuck, I'm having a blast. <laughs> We've been clearing these motherfuckers as we find them. They're headed for the kitchen. You want to hit that bitch together? I'd love to, but unfortunately, they're too mobile. Should be gone before we get there. I need to get the control room. I can track her from there. We got time because they can't kill her yet. Well, up clear. Another little problem. We got one of the MPs held up in the kitchen. And the bad guys are headed that way. Shit. Well, motherfucker ain't got a chance. Let me see what I can do. Yes, sir. You guys, I want you to sweep up the rear. Make sure Manning 6 is clear. I'll radio all when I hit the target. All right. That, th- those were the clearest lines he speaks in the whole movie, by the way. <laughs> those were the clearest lines in the whole movie that Steven Seagal speaks because those were the only words I understood throughout the whole movie where I didn't have to go. I'm going to have to watch this again. <laughs> so basically we kind of like we're, we're saving the redeemable qualities for the end. There you, you know what? The end of this, the last 40 minutes of this movie are not bad at all. They're actually the better part of the movie. Um, now again, remember that uh, the one MP was trying to take care of Elsmer, Esmeralda. Uh, Stone Cold does end up down there trying to help, but doesn't get there quick enough. Um, and we do get, there we go. They do find those two and, uh, it doesn't end up well. They ask the MP to make a phone call, not a phone call, but a radio call, uh, here. Across in Manor, everything's clear down here. Tell them you have the girl. Karen, we are in the kitchen. <laughs> it's a torpedo! He warns them, Esmeralda, dead. MP, dead. They put a bullet in both of them. Uh, this is where Stone Cold starts going, and he does end up now in the kitchen. He was right there. He was just not there quick enough. Um... And now we meet up with the girl. Charlotte and Samantha meet up with the uh, the head of the bad guys. You have the asset. Get her out of the kitchen. Send her to the extraction point. Copy that. All right. Now Stone Cold's down there, and this is where the gunfight starts. He teases him a little bit. But this is where the gunfight starts. <clears throat> Big gunfight. Once again, the two girls get away. And uh, there's a lot of shit happening here. There's bombs going off and people setting on people being set on fire. Stone Cold set a motherfucker on fire, dude. With an aerosol can and a fucking stove. It's pretty fucking innovative shit, dude. Yeah, it was. I'll, I'll give him that for our creativity. Yeah. Think Mick Foley taught him that one? Uh, maybe MacGyver. I wonder if MacGyver was a uh, uncredited consultant or something on this. Might have been. Well, I mean, he also takes a, takes a propane tank and uh, shoots it at someone. Did you, did you remember that part? 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, he literally shoots it. Now, that's good aim, dude. I mean, you got to know where that tank's going to go. I mean, I've never done that. I've wanted to. That'd be really cool. But uh, that's skill, man. This guy is really skilled. But um, <laughs> the girls are running away. One of them, though, gets away. Samantha gets away from Charlotte. Charlotte proceeds to beat the shit out of Steve Austin, which I believe we both know he would have hit her in a second. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. This was his redemption. Oh, this was the <laughs> this was his this was Steve Austin's way of, you know, saying, yeah, I fucked up. This was his me too moment. Oh, this is like, yeah, he, you know, hey, you know, he had to make good because, you know. A lot, a lot of people still uh, won't ever forgive old Stone Cold for what he did to Deborah. So this was his way of making amends. Well, I feel like, <laughs> or maybe this line right here, because after she beats the shit out of him, this is this is one of the two Stone Cold. This is Stone Cold right here. Here we go. Holy shit! My kind of woman. <laughs> My kind of woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously, that one line, boy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Austin is just one of those guys you just let her have a fucking beer with. <laughs> yep, I told you. I found I, I found the two best Stone Cold lines. Um, right after that is where that big motherfucker, the one prisoner left, finds Samantha, and I think you know what he wants to do to her. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't want to yawn. He doesn't want a spoon. He wants to rape the shit out of her. Um, now, as he's beating her a little bit, Charlotte walks in and she gets her ass kicked. But then she picks up a board and she beats the living hell out of this guy in the end. Um, beats him to death with a piece of wood. Looks like a piece. I think it's like a two by four or something. Yeah. We're, yeah and uh, for you perverts, we're actually talking about a piece of literal wood. Oh, no, 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 no. This was an actual fucking piece of actual wood from a tree. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and it's late, it's Saturday night, but some people might hear that and need some clarification. No, we're talking about a piece of wood. Yeah, exactly. Yep, we are. We're being real. We're not, uh, no innuendo. No innuendo. (laughs) No rumor or innuendo on this one. But, uh, they have a little talk with the girls here. They talk a little bit and... Samantha's trying to figure out exactly what the hell is going on because this girl is CIA and she should be protecting her. Uh, play a little bit of that. We've only got a few scenes left anyway. No con fights like that. You're goddamn CIA. So what if I... So you're supposed to be on my side. That's true. My contact with CIA. Why are you doing this? We both want the same things. We're both helping our country. No, you just want to feel good about yourself, and I want to get paid. You're so fucking dumb. You didn't even know what you were handing your contact before we capped him. If you did, you'd be lying on a beach somewhere in Goa by now, with a different face. Laughing at all of us. Too bad for you. Come on. Basically, the money's better on this side, is what she was saying. Pretty much. Pretty much. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Um, but we also did find out they're the ones that shot her uh, contact. Um, now, I did forget to mention during that fight in the kitchen, 
Stone Cold threw boiling fucking water on a dude's face. Holy shit, man. I, I just, I don't know what it is, man. Just, I love seeing Stone Cold in these movies. We might have to do some more of these Stone Cold movies, man. Yeah, there's plenty of them. You know, he did one, A Hunt to Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, another, what was another one? The Condemned. We mentioned that one. Yeah. Um, uh, the Expendables would be a fun one to do one night. That'll be a fun one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could get into a bunch of guys. But um, it's just awesome to see Stone Cold in some of these movies. Like you said, dropping F-bombs and just like, this is the Stone Cold we love, you know? Yeah, because if you think about it, this is more, <laughs> I feel like this is more of uh, what Steve Austin's really like. And hell, this is like, this uh, Austin was probably a step further than even Attitude Era Austin. Because obviously, even though it was the Attitude Era, he could flip people off, shit. The worst thing you would ever hear him say is like shit or bullshit. Right, exactly. He wasn't dropping, he wasn't dropping it. So people that want to, you know, kind of glorify the Attitude Era, it wasn't like he was dropping F-bombs. Right. <laughs> you still you still couldn't, you know, drop F bombs on the USA network on 19, in nineteen ninety-nine. I mean they could have, but they didn't. Um anyway. Almost done with this movie. And we got through this motherfucker fast. <laughs> I told you we would, dude. Um all right. So now we go back. Uh Seagal has made it to the control room. And if you remember, they opened everything basically they just open the fucking prison well he decides he's locking the motherfucker down he locks down everything everywhere um he doesn't give a shit so he locks in samantha and charlotte they got to figure out a way out of there and uh as they're doing that shit i don't have volume do i as they're doing that another gunfight of course ensues between the um the good guys and the bad guys. And I mean, this is another badass gunfight, man. They're really, like I said, dude, the gunfights and shit in here are pretty fucking good. Um, I love the gunfights, like I said. Mindless bullshit. I love mindless bullshit. But yeah. the head bad guy and Stone Cold get into a cool little fight here. Um, it starts off as a gunfight. And Stone Cold eventually starts kicking his ass. Um, but while that fight is going on, the warden does get killed. Basically, the guy says, you've been awesome, appreciate it, puts two bullets in him. Um, I believe he expected to live. Obviously, in this movie, he doesn't. So there you go. Uh, the other guy, though, back to the Stone Cold fight. Stone Cold ends up, uh, they're outside in the yard. So that this really is his yard now. And uh, he uh, he ends up killing the main guy. And, of course, he has a little one-liner after he does it, um, after they fight. Because the guy picks up a weight and starts, uh, by the way, that's 45 pounds, those bars. That's, that's not easy to swing, just so you know. I don't know if you know that. Do you know that, Anthony? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Those aren't, yeah, those aren't not, nothing to fuck around with. No, I wouldn't want to try to swing it like that. But Stone Cold does kick this guy's ass, um, puts him into the weight set, kills him, and uh, here we go.
there ain't no game. Is this Stone Cold or Bruce Willis? I don't know. I don't know. One-liners. Love them. That's what I like about these action movies. Um, but they do. Again, they are all now at the rendezvous point, And they do download the information from Samantha. Michael Perret does. Uh, the, bad, the bad guy. He does. And now, this is it. This is the real, this is the end gunfight right here. And I mean, it is brutal, brutal. I love this one. Um, Michael Perret gets away during this gunfight, but don't worry. Steven Seagal takes care of him. And that part I will play. Um, I'm not going to play the whole gunfight. Like I said, Steven, uh, Steven Seagal, Michael Perret, he does get away. And before that, though, Samantha ends up beating the shit out of Charlotte. Gets her gun, kills her. And this is where we get the other complete stone-cold line. Remember, they had a little thing going on. He kind of liked her a little bit. And here we go. She's dead. He walks past her. Here we go. Goddamn, which one of you motherfuckers killed my future ex-wife? Best line of the movie? Oh yes, <laughs> best line. And I, the movie. I, I guarantee that was total ad lib. That was not in his original script. I guarantee you. I would think so. I would think it might have been too, man. But best line of the movie, right there, right fucking there. Um, yeah, that, that's not something you could prepare for. No, no. That, like I said, that's absolutely one of the like the absolute best line of this whole movie. Um, so we go through now. Uh, again, I said Michael Perret got away. Um, they're down there shooting it out, and eventually they both run out of ammo. Now, remember I mentioned earlier in the movie about those lasers? The yeah. la- freaking laser beams, okay? Freaking laser beams. But uh, before we get to the lasers, I'm going to go ahead and play right here. They're both out of ammo. Michael Perret tries to talk him into kind of joining, and uh, we know how that's going to go. But here we go. Cross! You're out of ammo. So am I. Why don't we talk? We got a lot in common, you and I. Special forces, black ops, CIA. No, I'm not special forces. I was never special forces. I was a Marine. Whatever. What the hell are we trying to kill each other for, huh? This isn't about patriotism or the flag. This is about money. You know who Samantha's contact was? He was a money guy. He delivered secret government funds to favored efforts in trouble spots around the world. He was a bag man for the CIA, delivering bribes and payoffs. And that chip that was implanted in her? Yeah. That contained secret financial information. With that, we could access at least $200 million of whitewash money. Clean money. You know what you could do with that? You could open yourself a free clinic in Mogadishu or a, an orphanage in Mexico. 
Della Wimberlin. Whatever the fuck you want. Right? Yeah. You and I both know this is... Uh, all those countries he just mentioned, uh, no extradition. Just thought you'd want to know that. You cannot be brought back or tried for American crimes in those countries. Hey, good <clears throat> shit. Yeah, just thought you might want to know that. But anyway, back to the back to the movie. It's not about good guys and bad guys anymore. We split that money right down the middle. You walk away a rich guy, I walk away a rich guy. Maybe you really would give me a hundred man. Is your act of good faith? You know. I'm okay, just so you know, they he takes off his vest and everything, and uh, Seagal is doing the same thing. I just want you to know what they're doing. So you're like, oh, what was that? Sound like Velcro? It was Velcro, and he's unclipping. Just thinking to myself, somewhere in the back of my mind, I kind of feel like you're not being. Completely sincere. What, you don't trust me? Not exactly. Okay, so you know what's happening. They get into a fight. Steven Seagal does the whole Steven Seagal thing. Uh, ends up kicking his ass, but I brought up the lasers before to let you to kind of, that's the way he actually takes them out. Um, he literally throws them into his lasers. So the bombs go off. Basically, you see he was put into pieces. You see blood splatter everywhere. That's it. But, uh, it's a pretty cool fight scene at the end, actually, between the two of them. Michael Paré doesn't get much off, oh, excuse me, offense at all. But uh, he tries, and he has a good stance when it comes to the karate. It was it was pretty good. I mean, he looked a little bit like Ralph Macchio doing it, but you know, that's that's fine. Um, but yeah, Steven Seagal throws him into those, and that's pretty much the end of the movie right there. Um, Samantha finds Seagal, and obviously those two are together. Steven Seagal has a habit of getting the girl at the end of every movie. I don't, I don't know if you've caught that. Oh, no, I, I caught that. That's kind of like we said about uh, on an earlier episode about Wesley Snipes, a few episodes. Right. He, it, it called, called the uh, Pussy Claws. I, I, uh, I, think, I, I think he has it one way or the other. Now, in the older movies, he was always making out with the chicks. And you could always... He loved every movie. All those old movies where he's making out with those chicks, he got a good ass grab in. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed he got a good, and especially when he had Sharon Stone, he got a good ass grab on her and above the law. Oh, good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta uh, make it look real. Gotta make it look real, yeah, yeah, he gave her a good <laughs> ass grab in that movie. And I'm like, that's Sharon Stone, man. I don't blame him. And that was his first Prime movie. Sharon Stone, yeah. Yeah, that was his first movie. So <laughs> he was probably like, oh my God. But, um, all right, so they do, he's dead. Obviously, this whole thing is over. The prison is decommissioned. Now, you might be wondering, so what happens with the 200 million? Well, let's find out what's going to happen with the 200 million, because if you remember, Michael Pere took off his, ja his vest and everything, and the phone was in there. 
So let's find out what happens. Well, I need a minute with you, brother. Yeah, I got a minute. What you got? You know, this whole thing was about money. Two hundred million dollars. I got the bank accounts with all the numbers right here. It's all black ops money. All off the books. Ain't nobody to give it back to. I'm giving you half. What you gonna do with it, man? Shit. Probably use half of it for some paybacks. Yeah, I'd like that myself. Maybe use another uh, half to start up a security company. Buy some toys. What the hell are you gonna do? I think I'll give half to St. Jude's of Memphis. Other half I'll use to have some fun. Help some of my friends and my family. Listen, in about 48 hours, man, after you finish your thing, I was hoping you could meet me in Port Sul. You know that place, don't you? Yeah, I know the place. Where we used to do the mission debris. The hell are you cooking up now? I've got another operation for us. I think you're gonna like it. Remember, man, it ain't over till we're dead. you like to fly baby it's time to go so there you go now we know what happened to the money oh mm. terrifying they split it they up. actually teased the sequel there oh my god they you know i was just about to say they kind of left it open there for a sequel i mean we're seven years down the road <laughs> excuse me <laughs> down the road and i don't think there was a sequel to this movie <laughs> was there are we missing something? Was there a sequel to this piece of shit? To the best of my knowledge, no. Uh, I fucking hope not, dude. If there, oh, if there's a sequel, hold on. Let's make sure here. Maximum Conviction Two. Hold on. No, never came out. Wait, yeah. speculation. Oh, speculation goes back to 2013. Yeah, yeah. It, it no. I, I would say it's not going to happen at this point. Um. And dude, poor Steven Seagal, man. He's just, you know who Steven Seagal kind of reminds me of in a way, and I'm not comparing him in the, in the, the talent or anything. He's kind of like Elvis. He started off all skinny, young, good looking. And then he just got all fat and slow. But a way, in a way, they're the same. Elvis never lost his voice when he got fat, you know, and, and, and lazy and in horrible shape. Steven Seagal is, is, like I said, even fat, he can still do his art. He can still do the martial arts. And like I said, if you look up, you can go on YouTube and look up videos of him recently, like within the last couple of years doing stuff. He's still out of shape, but he still can kick some ass. Um, so the, it, it, it's kind of like almost the same. They're, they're kind of almost a little bit alike, if you think about it. Um, and Elvis really couldn't act either. True. Look, I love the Elvis movies. They're great. But Elvis really couldn't act either. So they have a lot of similarities, a lot of parallels between uh, Seagal and Elvis, in my opinion. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, when you break it down like that, it is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. I'm not sure if he, I'm sure he's an Elvis fan. I mean, pretty much everyone, anyone who does blues music is an Elvis fan. And obviously, we talked about him in our Actors with Albums episodes. Um, 
I would, like I said, I love these action movies. I would say definitely this is a movie you want to watch once at least. You're going to want to watch this movie at least one time. Uh, it's a, it, it really isn't a bad movie as much as we made fun of it. We're, we more made fun of Steven Seagal's accent in the movie. But, every, but it's not a, it's, it's a well, it's not a bad made movie. It's obviously sort of an independent movie and straight to DVD, but it wasn't a bad movie at all, in my opinion. Uh, Steve, I really think Steve Austin kind of made the movie a little bit better. His character in the movie is pretty good and I, I like it. It was kind of, it was the Steve Austin we know. I mean, I know basically they used to say that they, you know, they would take their characters and, be themselves and turn it up to 11. This was the Stone Cold character turned up to 11. Kind of. You know? Dropping F-bombs and being a badass and killing motherfuckers. That's, a, that, 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 that's what we always wanted. That, that's what Stone Cold kind of was. Um, and I did find it funny at the end. You know, we all know Stone uh, Steve Austin loves skulls. And of course, the logo for the whole, for their little crew was a skull with a knife through the head. Yep, of course, of course. So they threw a little bit of the skull in there, even for Stone Cold. But um, I don't know, man. Like I said, good movie. I, uh, what do you think, man? I mean, it was a movie to me that was it wasn't the worst movie I ever saw, but I feel like it had more potential than it um, showed us. Austin's role in it was great, but Seagal to be a co-star, if he was if he wasn't like if he didn't get top billing, I could forgive his performance. But it just the whole movie, I just got that vibe like that he didn't want to be there. Like Austin probably looked at the script on paper and said, "Yeah, this is a piece of shit." But he put more effort into the actual movie. He put more effort into being there. Like you know what? I'll make the best of it. Right. Yeah. Seagal was like, "Ah, uh, just another movie, man." Ah, uh, I guess I'll do it. He couldn't even keep up the accent. No, and even at the end, he goes, I, uh, he, he went Louisiana again at the end. He went, I got everything right here. I've never met anyone in the country that says right here. <laughs> when they mean right here. Never. I've met people from Louisiana that would say that. Definitely. He, he just can't keep an accent. And I've noticed it in Unless, like I said, unless he's doing that, and you know what? Even in Out for Justice, when he was doing that sort of, you know, New York kind of Italian accent, he lost it in the middle of the movie. He did. He lost it in the middle of the movie, but he's just not good at keeping accents like successfully and continually throughout any movie. I've I've never seen it with 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 Seagal. They should just give up. Just don't, <laughs> just don't give him an accent. Just let him be him. Why did this guy need to have a southern accent? Explain. Tell me. Tell me why this character had to have a southern accent. And when they found out that he couldn't keep it, why didn't they just scrap it? I would have. I, I got to be honest, dude. I don't. I would have scrapped it. I was. You know what? Fuck the accent. Just, just, just talk. Just talk, dude. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but Jesus. I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe Seagal had a little more creative, creative, uh, you know, rights in this movie than we knew. But awful. I would have scrapped it immediately. The stupid accent. 
I mean, I mean, they didn't give Stone Cold some stupid accent in this movie. Thank God they didn't give Steve Austin one. Maybe he could have pulled it off. I don't know. But awful, 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 awful. Just the accent is awful. Rest of The movie itself, not a problem. Just fine. Just fine. Um, and again, these mindless shootout explosion type of movies my kind of movie i've said before i like all the fast and furious movies i like jean-claude van damme i like the martial arts movies i like these bullshit kind of movies and i mean obviously i've been watching steven seagal movies for the past few weeks anyway i don't know why they've just been interesting to me but it's just i like i love these kind of movies they're my kind of movies like i said i used to sit back and watch these movies with, with my dad you know, these were the movies we we actually could sit and watch and be like, oh, shit, look at that. But um, and like I said, I was never in a horror. My dad loves horror. He still does. My dad's a huge horror fan. I just don't like him. I just don't like him. Yeah, horror is one of those movies where I'm not really it's not my cup of tea. Either. It's a couple of movies, but I don't even consider them horror like. I'm still trying to get you to watch The Shining one day because for me, that's not a horror movie. It's a, it's more of a psychological thriller than a horror movie. But yeah. even though it does kind of mess with your mind. I mean, I've seen it. It's just, I don't know, man. That's just. You don't consider that one of Nicholson's best? Even though I do. No. I got to tell you, man, I think one of his best roles was fucking Batman. Oh, no argument for me on that. Yeah. Yeah, Batman. But I mean, if I go to. Horror. Let's see. I have a total of f- I have a total of fourteen horror movies in my collection of horror movies. Oh, well, another thing about The Shining, real quick, that I wanted to mention: mm-hmm. just the behind the scenes of like what it took to get that movie made, because that was um Stanley Kub- Kubrick, I believe. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He he drove it. I mean, look, if we once we, if we ever get to it, he drove that woman insane, Shelley Duvall. Yeah, we will get to it. I, 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 I promise we will get to it. Yeah, but I mean, outside of that, I'm really not like, yeah. I've even though I've seen it, I don't have to do it. We'll probably never get to like a Child's Play or <laughs> Jason Goes to Hell or uh, you know because they Child's Play. I actually like the 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 Chucky movies. I would do that Leprechaun. I would do Leprechaun. I like the original Leprechaun. Oh yes, I yep. really I'm surprised. I, I love the original Leprechaun. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite horrors, which is I, I know, I mean, me and Shaheen have gone back and forth on this one. Christine is one of my favorite horror movies. Mm. The one w- with the with the car. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's one of mine. And um, and, and even though it was, uh, it wasn't really a horror movie. I don't. It was kind of silly and stupid. But remember a movie called Maximum Overdrive. I love that movie. It's it, it's right here. I have it. Oh, I might have to get that from you. Uh, Emilio Estevez, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've got that. I love that movie. Again. I mean, the concept of it is so fucking stupid, but I don't know why I like that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it is, dude. I've got that. I've got Shocker. Uh, Candyman. I love Candyman. Oh, uh, yes. I love the original Candyman. 13 Ghosts with Matthew Lillard. You ever seen that one? Uh, no, I think I missed that one. That's a good one. That's We should do that one. One. I got a Twilight Zone movie, Strangeland with D. Snyder. You ever seen that? Oh. Oh, we'll definitely do that. 
Uh, another one Shaheen hates, Silver Bullet. <laughs> That's uh, what, Gary Busey and uh, Corey Haim? Yep. Yep, it is. Wow. Uh, I feel like I've seen like parts of it, but not the whole thing. I got Strangeland, um, D. Snyder, uh, Body Parts. That's an old horror movie. Old horror movie. Um, those are just a few. I have the Twilight, the old Twilight Zone movie. That's my horror, dude. I've got like that many. That's about it. And I have, I actually have Get Out. I haven't seen that yet. I have Get Out. A lot of details from the hood. Um, I was fine. I like um, that one. I've seen that one. That's an old one, but I've seen it. I have seen it, man. So that's it, man. That movie. Like I said, there's not even trivia for that movie. I said the one. <laughs> the other one is about where it was filmed. Most of it was filmed at a, uh, like a boys' school in British Columbia. Uh, yeah. I feel like, I feel like the main, the selling point of this movie for me, when I decided, hey, let's do this movie, was just seeing how all students of all would interact on camera. So what did you think of overall? What did you think of that chemistry? They didn't have bad chemistry. Again, it was just so I mean, they, 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 they weren't in many scenes together, mainly. So their chemistry really didn't matter. But their chemistry was okay. Again, it just seemed like Stone Cold wanted to be there. And Seagal just wanted to get the fucking movie over. So it was a little odd in that case. I actually... I know I said I'm glad they didn't do a sequel, but... I would have actually wouldn't mind to see a sequel to see if they had better chemistry together if they were together in a lot more scenes. So, I mean, it was it, it was decent, but like I said, they didn't have a ton of scenes together. The scenes they were in, though, weren't that bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. It wasn't like, oh, my God, these two should never work together again. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, these guys need to make a buddy cop movie next week. No, uh, and believe it or not, I don't know. I, you think Seagal could even pull off comedy, even though, even, even though his acting is hilarious? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't think he could pull off comedy. So but you I, think he could? You think he could do a uh, pull of De Niro and uh, be uh, like be in on the joke and kind of make fun of like his character, or do you think he probably takes himself way too serious? I think he takes himself very seriously. I really do. I think he takes himself extremely seriously. And he would be insulted if somebody, if a direct, if somebody came to him and said, hey, Seagal, can you kind of make fun of yourself? Yeah, I think he would. I mean, I, 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 I don't think he's ever done, like, SNL or anything like that, so... Mm, I don't think so. I don't think that would be him. I think he's a pretty serious dude. Dude. But, yeah, I see uh, what you did there. Ah. Yeah, yeah, but... Uh, I don't know, man. I do recommend this movie, though. Definitely, like I said, watch it once at least. At least once. If you never watch it after that, I get it. I get it. I'll probably watch it again. <laughs> I've seen it twice in two days. I'll watch it again. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Watch it once. Yeah. You'll get so you'll get some gems out of it, but it's. It, the overall replay value of it for me just isn't there really. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, all right. So that's the movie. 
And uh, Anthony, before we leave, we got we got a little bit of time. We can talk about that one thing, that little bagel dude. Literally, the little bagel dude. Um, I should try to pull up that video, shouldn't I? Yeah, it's actually uh three. Like he did um the the initial uh, fight that happened at the bagel shop. You had the uh, inside edition interview, which I felt like the news people were setting him up. Uh-huh. And he's done some interviews subsequently, kind of like I guess getting his version of the story out there. Since I guess a lot of people. Myself included, we're kind of assuming that maybe he tried to get a date from a cashier chick that checked that was waiting on him, and mm-hmm. it just went south, and that's what led to him flipping out. But no, he did an interview recently that I saw where he was basically no, I just she made my sandwich wrong, which makes him look like even more of a nut job. <laughs> yeah, I, it does. That make I, him it did that, that make him look too much better, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a there, there's a 48 minute collection of videos of this guy, so I don't know what's going on. I, but uh, let me see. All right, let's kind of like uh, we can summarize, and I can find some videos real quick. Well, I can. But probably, I will say right off the bat, the guy cuts a hell of a promo. Uh, you don't think so? The guy's a he dick. Should, the guy's a little Napoleon syndrome. Little man syndrome dick who probably people feel who probably talks like this to people all the time and people feel bad and just go, Oh, the little guy's just getting pissed off. The hero in this in the video I'm gonna play is the guy that fucking puts him on the fucking ground. In my yeah, opinion, I don't know, man. Like, this guy, like, I don't know, seeing a couple interviews with him following up on everything, he looks like he's a hair trigger away from flipping out legit on somebody. Yeah. See what happened when he got his ass fucking really someone. He, he, dude, he, all right. Let's just. I'll, I'll play the video. Hold on a second. Let me load uh, it up. All right. Should we play the video? Yeah, play the video. Instigated the whole thing. Yep. I'm going to play the first one. It's only a minute, 20 seconds. It's fine. Here we go. Here we go. If you're great women, why is that okay? Why is it okay for women to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites? You should be dead. That's okay. Who said that to you here? Nobody. Women in general have said it on dating sites. You think I'm making that shit up? Yeah. Everywhere I go, I get the same smirk with the biting lip. Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. Dude, you want to step outside? You want to step outside? Huh? I'm not standing, pal. You shut up, too. Shut up. Oh my god. first video wow dude i'm sorry this guy's a dick dude this guy's uh, a two, dick. well two things from that video i don't know if you picked up on it uh that one chick in the background that was like us recording the video she gave me my new life quote when she was like oh my god i just wanted bagels I know, I the, just... Per- the, the perfect white girl answer uh <laughs> first response for a situation like well, that you're assuming it was a white girl was it a white girl anthony 
I'm assuming, but probably so. She oh could, my god, I just want to bet. She kind of had that Valley Girl vibe, so she, I'm. She could be Jewish. <laughs> it's New York, right? True. Ah. Technically, we're not. Technically, we're not white. And like, uh, like, like I said, did the, you? <laughs> the, the clan would hang us from the same branch. You know that, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just, just letting you know. Okay. I know. I know. The other part was, as the guy was choking him, did you pick up what he was saying? You do not talk to people like that in public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was giving him a life lesson as he was choking the shit out of him. I, Dude. I, I, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Listen, he, 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 he. St- this is the kind of like I said, dude. A lot, people, a lot of people probably laugh at this guy. They probably just laugh at this guy. This guy just fucking wouldn't take it. The, the, the other guy might have had a shitty day too, you know. You don't know, but uh, in my opinion, the real hero is the guy that fucking put his ass on the ground. And to be fair, he did say, "Well, attack me." So. Uh, yeah, and like you, you don't do that. Like when you when you call somebody out like that in a public situation, mm-hmm. you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> yeah, you got to take you got to take what comes because yeah. like you never know who you never know who you are uh, approaching when you come to him with that aggressive attitude. No, and you know what? Like I said, this is the kind of guy that always say, you know someone always you want to take it outside. You want to take it outside. Most people probably laugh it off, <laughs> but you're gonna get the one guy who's like, yeah, this. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Yep. He did. He, he, that guy, he said, damn political correctness. He said, once he said, attack me, he said, damn, that was. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and did you he, see how big that guy was? He could have killed him if he wanted oh, to. Oh, that was a big dude. Yeah. He could have just fucking <laughs> sat on him and fucking killed him. That was a big, I'm not a fat guy, but he was a big son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. The, uh, the bagel dude, he literally came to this guy's belly button. That's mm-hmm. how much this guy dwarfed him yeah well now it, it it wasn't the guy he asked to go outside that attacked him it was the guy behind him i thought it was the guy that he said let's take it outside it wasn't that guy was still standing there there was must have been two guys in oh they must have had on similar shirts and that's what it they had on similar similar this guy had on a polo i believe and the other guy had on it looked like a like just a regular neck shirt uh, but I mean, he, this bagel guy went on TMZ and was saying how he didn't, he doesn't trust women. He was talking about women on dating sites to this guy. I mean, this guy went fucking south, dude. Now, Bob, now, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Type in, uh, if you can find it, you might be able to find it quicker than me. Mm-hmm. Bagel guy inside edition and see your thoughts on this. Cause I really feel like they, they, exploded the shit out of this guy well i see the inside edition one it's two minutes long it's right here it's actually on their their youtube let me look the video because it was it was a shorter one too like a 28 second version that kind of like got to got to the point of what it was about well right now they're playing the the thing we just played this so i'm gonna we'll we'll i'll fast forward through this so get through it get through it it's buffering it's buffering let it buff, buff, buffer. And we're almost done. And then we'll get to the end. Uh, I'm sure after we get to this, we'll get right to there. See, you women need to... Sh- He's got a fucking women problem, dude. That's what he has. All right. Inside edition. Here we go. Let me, uh, let me get some volume going over here on the mixer. Here we go. For Long Island. He was degrading us as women. 
That's not right. The video exploded on social media with 21 million views on Twitter alone. Shut your mouth. So who's the guy who sure seems to have issues about his height? We've learned his name is Chris Morgan, and here he is. He spoke to Inside Edition producer Allison Hall. Do you think that a bagel shop is really the place to take out all of this anger with all of these strangers, public, innocent people Why around? Why not? What do you mean take it out? And you're acting like I committed mass shooting or something. That guy, twice my size, that women love, the bullies, attacked me. He was quickly done talking. You know what? I, I don't really, no offense, I don't really like you that much, so this interview's over. It turns out he's posted videos of other nasty confrontations about his height on his YouTube channel. Here he is at a convenience store. I come in here to get a coffee, and this jackass right here asks me, what is my height? In a bar. Dragging on a digit, right? In his neighborhood. And you threaten to punch a guy that's half your size? Now comes the most epic battle of all, in the bagel store. You want to step outside? You want to step outside? This guy's got a ton of videos of ranting, raving. This guy's a maniac, dude. Yeah, but did you see? Come on, they they, they put him next to this woman. Uh, was it Allison Hall? They said the name was. She towered over him. Yeah, but I mean, the guy looks like he's like four foot six. <laughs> now, I'm, I do want to say he's not a, he's not a, a a little person, midget, whatever you want to call him, because he doesn't have he, he's not. He's just a short dude, you know? Now, do you think this guy has, like, a, maybe an undiagnosed mental problem? Yeah. And do you think that, you know, people, you know, it might be adding to the issue? <laughs> it might it kind of add to the stigma of uh, mental issues in this country. Like, when you have videos like this coming out, where instead of, like, trying to address the issue, you have people just, like, pointing and laughing at the dude? Yeah, dude. This guy's definitely got some fucking mental issues. He's got a problem with his fucking height, his own height. He's got a definite problem with women, obviously. And, and, and the thing of it is, this video is, is going viral. It's everywhere. We're talking, and, and not just us, everybody's talking about this video. And it'll be a long time before he gets a date. And it won't be because of his height or how he looks or anything like that. It's just because any woman with functioning brain cells is going to think this guy's a fucking lunatic. And, that, and if she just looks at him wrong, he's just going to, like, snap, try to snap and break her neck. Just blow her brains out. This guy's a ticking time bomb, dude. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. the reason why I think women aren't drawn to him. Because, look, I feel like this when it comes to, like, the opposite sex. Regardless of what you feel about yourself, everybody has a counterpart meant for them. <laughs> Every man has a woman meant for them. Every woman has a man meant for them. So <laughs> this dude, like you said, he's just a ticking time bomb. And... Rather than just kind of like let life takes it takes its natural progression, he feels like everybody that looks at him is judging him. Every woman like, oh, they go for the bullies, and I love that line. That was hilarious. <laughs> you know, a guy twice my size. You know, the bullies, the guys that all women go for. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ! This guy has women issues. He's got height issues. He's He's not a stable guy. And, I mean, I, I see people like, oh, man, this guy needs to be in wrestling. Don't we already have enough fucking little fucking angry midgets in wrestling? Seriously? Yeah. No, this guy doesn't need to be in wrestling. This guy needs to be in a fucking mental hospital for a couple, for at least 30 days. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, like when I initially saw, like it it is funny, but there's nothing funny when you really stop and take a step back and realize that yeah, this guy probably has some mental issues going on because to flip out like that at a bagel shop over an over an egg sandwich being made wrong or a woman you feel like you know slighted you by looking at you wrong and smiling or whatever the case may be, it's a fucking bagel shop, dude. I, I, you know. Just the fact that he flipped out like that at a fucking bagel shop tell, should tell you that, yeah, he needs to be in a rubber room for a little while. Yeah, but here's my problem with, I guess, today's social media society. This guy's going to become famous for this. Like, really. Like, he's yeah. going to be on talk shows. He's gonna, th- This guy is going to become famous. Merchandise, too, probably. And this is what ha- Absolutely. Probably. And this is what we do. We make... Bad people, famous. Dude, look at that piece of fucking garbage girl, Daniel Bergoli, that was uh, on Dr. Phil. That was oh, the on there. Me outside girl. Yeah. It was on there for literally being a piece of shit scumbag to her mother. And she's like a fucking millionaire now, thanks to social media, because they made her famous. Dude, I was joking, but this dude has merchandise already. Oh, my God, dude. If you go on uh, Google, just Google Bagel Guy Merchandise, there's a Bagel Guy Mean t-shirt, there's a Potassium My Dude t-shirt, and there's a Bagel Store Maniac t-shirt. Oh, you're kidding. $25 the fuck out of here. (laughs) Bagel Guy Merch. Oh my god, dude. (laughs) This, uh, see, this This is is what happens. This is what happens. See, just like I just mentioned, that fucking Daniel Bergoli made her fucking famous. You got all the other pieces of trash that people have fucking made famous. Oh, God. Does Howard Stern still have his wag pack? Because this guy would fit right in. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, to me, I really wish people would just, I hopefully, in my, I hope. Everyone just sort of forgets about this fucking guy. It's going to take some time for this to die down. You know that. Maybe something uh, something else will happen and it'll fucking die. I mean, right now, everyone's all over the whole immigration thing. And New York, hey, sorry, part of man, most of Manhattan right now is shut down. Uh, they had a blackout. Did you see that? Yeah, that was yeah. They they shut down a uh, Jennifer Lopez concert. It shut down the fucking billboards and um, what is it, Times Square, everywhere, dude. It's yeah, the subway, yeah. So yeah, but all jokes aside, stay safe out there because New York and dark, dark, a dark New York is not the place to kind of get lost in. So stay safe out there. No, and I know Shaheen is out that way. So uh, be careful, brother. If you're listening, yeah, absolutely. I know you're not listening, but uh, I'll say it anyway. Be careful, bro. Yeah, it's fucking not the place to fucking be in a blackout. Um, not at all. Not at all. But uh, on that note, I think we're done, man. I think we're done. You done? I'm done. Yes, we are done. We're done. That wasn't bad. Movie wasn't bad. Bagel Boss guy needs some fucking Valium. <laughs> He's, you know what he needs? Valium and a fleshlight. That's what he needs. And Bob, why do I get the sense that if that were you, you would have been the one to kind of teach him that life lesson? 
He would have. Uh, with your luck, he would have. You would have been the one. In, you want to stick outside, buddy? <laughs> like I said, dude, I'm too. I, I've said before, I'm too stupid to back down. I'm not the guy you want to ask. You want to go outside? Because I'll be like, <laughs> sure. You're not the guy. Oh, you might you might kill me. I might kill you. I, I one, one of us is gonna walk away. I don't care if it's me or you. But I, you want to go outside? Okay. So that's the wrong question to ask you, huh? Yeah, dude. I've been hit before. I've been fucking. I've I've been punched many fucking times, dude. I don't care. I've. Don't ask me if you want to go outside. I'll go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, that, that, go. that dude got to be in his forties because that—that's such an old school line to say to somebody. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to step outside? You want to take this outside? Okay. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> fucking high, dude, but I'll take it outside still. I don't care, man. I mean, yeah. I will. I even outside. I will still try to talk. I will. I will. I will still yeah. do everything I can not to have to fucking throw hands with somebody even if i do take it outside i'll still do my damnedest not to it's the last thing i want to do man but oh last thing i'll say on that is you know i I just the one thing that kind of like irritates me you know you talk about making this guy famous too many times when situations break down like that instead of like trying to like diffuse it it feels like everybody's instant reaction their first reaction is to pull out their phone and record it so if you are one of those people, you're a jackass, and you and you're, you added to the problem. And instead of trying to defuse the situation, you decide, oh, this is funny. Let's record it. Let's try to make ourselves think. Because, like, yeah, that, that that's kind of gross. Well, that's what everyone that's kind of gross. Yeah, but that's what everyone does now. They don't. They don't. They don't jump in to help. They don't do anything. I mean, well, a few months ago, we talked. Uh, I think I'm not sure if it was me and you or me and Shaheen talked about a video where a dude was literally attacked in a subway in new york and was getting his lip bit off no one jumped in do you know how many angles of that recording were on youtube though about 30 so there were probably 30 people there and no one jumped in to help this fucking guy or at the very least everybody clearly had phones did somebody think to call the cops because i think i remember i remember something similar like this happening in philly with a uh teacher so I'm not sure if this is the same thing, I don't but yeah, yeah, they got guy got the shit beat out of him, and it was a minute before uh, people got there to break it up. And I'm talking about like cops. Right. You would think though, everybody in 2019, especially has a has access to a phone. Somebody one, didn't think the very at the very least, you know, maybe what, we should though, call the cops. Number one, everyone's worried about getting that famous viral video. Number two, everyone's worried about a fucking lawsuit. You know what? Fucking sue me. I got nothing for you to sue me for. Nothing. You want to sue me? Go ahead. What do you want? My car? It's paid for. Take it. I don't care. I need a new one anyway. I mean, I've got nothing to fucking... You can't sue me. (laughs) I'm like fucking... I'm like... uh, uh, I'm like fucking Stallone in Rocky V. Touch me and I'll sue. Sue me for what? (laughs) I mean, literally... You know, I'm not afraid of a lawsuit, dude. If I ever saw that happening, I would jump in and help, dude. I would not take out my phone. And no, I'm not a hero. I don't have a hero complex. But you see someone getting their fucking lip bit off? Look, if two people are throwing hands, whatever, dude. And if it's a fair fight, I ain't going to fucking... I'm not I'm not the jump-in guy. Yeah. But if someone's getting their lip beat off... 
you know, bit off. Sorry, not beat. Bit off. I'm, 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 I'm gonna help. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a tough guy, but it's like three instances. The only three instances I would jump in is if you got a situation where it's multiple people jumping on one person. That ain't a fair fight. Right. If it's a, a situation where you put hands on a woman, I I, I can't. Damn a lawsuit. I, I can't stand by my pride and mm-hmm. just, just just my morals wouldn't allow me to stand by. Not to say that I would be able to defuse it, but I'm at least attempt. And uh, number three, if it's involving a kid. If right. you're doing something with a kid, that shouldn't be going down. Yeah. I, yep, <laughs> that's I'm just there. me. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not you make it. If I'm in, if I'm in the vicinity, it's not my business. But if I see something like that going down, it shouldn't be. You're making it my business. I, I'm sorry. I, I I can't just pull out my phone, world star, trying to. I don't need to be internet famous, but I got to do the right thing in that situation. I just got to. Dude, if you're fucking with a kid, I'm gonna pull out not my phone. I'm pulling my fucking gun. I'm sorry, dude. I'm gonna pull out my. I'm pulling out my weapon. <laughs> yeah, me and the cops will we'll, 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 we'll worry about the uh, incidentals later. Yeah, we'll worry about the specifics later. <laughs> a woman, I'll probably do the same fucking thing, dude. You better stop, or you're gonna catch a fucking bullet. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, dude, those two things. But I'm not gonna break out my phone, dude. I don't give a shit about viral fucking videos and shit like that. But I mean, if someone needs help, everyone needs to learn to fucking help, man. You see all these videos out there of people getting their asses kicked, especially on World Star, and you're like, "Damn, no one's gonna help this motherfucker." Yeah, and 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 like I said, you know, and I take it back to the bagel guy situation. That it, yeah, it's funny. Everybody's laughing, hee hee, and ha ha. And the guy choked him. All jokes aside, that guy could have that guy could have been a, a legit psycho and came back with a gun and yeah. mowed everybody down. Absolutely, dude. Nobody Absolutely. nobody stops and think about that. That's the other end of that. He could have, yeah, he could have walked away a bruised ego, mm-hmm. came back and said, "You know what? Y'all laughing at me? Ha- laugh at this." You never know. It could have been it, that. Could have been a bad situation. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you, you know, you can't get a gun in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, especially in Strong Island, you know, uh, it's probably pretty easy to get a fucking gun around there, you know. Uh shit. But yeah, I mean, dude, I've seen, uh, I was, I've seen a video of some girl started beating up another woman right in front of her little kid. And the little kid was like kicking the girl beating up her, his mother, trying to get him off of her. And there's like a bunch of people with phones out. You know, the video I watched is literally videoing everyone with phones out. And I'm like, kid. I mean, the girl got up. She was fucked up, dude. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. she protected her kid as much as she could, but it's just it, it's fucked up, man. And like I said, we make stars out of people that shouldn't be, and it's just it's just wrong. But I mean, a guy like this, we need to just fucking just let it go, let it go, leave him alone, leave him alone. You know what? If he gets a date out of this, great. <laughs> no man like it's gonna be a while man i mean i i understand you got women out there that like like aggressive the aggressive type the dangerous type and all that but th- this goes beyond that because this guy is a ticking time bomb you say the wrong thing at the wrong time and i realize part of it is this guy wants attention but he's also got a couple of screws loose <laughs> we're literally making a guy that's verbally abusive to women famous 
you realize that, right? Yeah. Literally. And I mean, you know, all, all these times we're all saying, you know, physical abuse isn't the only abuse to a woman and, you know, and all this me too shit. And now we take a guy like this who's literally verbally abusing women. And we're like, oh, man, let's make him famous. Let's get him in wrestling. Let's fucking, this guy can cut a promo. This guy's a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Now, let me ask you, like, this guy, a lot of people are making fun of this guy's height and this, that, and the other. Now, don't you think if the roles were reversed and this were like a a short, let's just say overweight woman, that, the, the, it, oh, she's so strong. She's so powerful. You go, girl. You standing up for yourself. But because it's a dude. You know, that whole toxic masculinity thing. Oh, he's a piece of shit. He's a dirtbag. It's an abuse abuse. Men can be abused, too. Verbally abused, physically abused. Yeah. Happens but I'm just saying, dude, I could, I could just see, like, if the roles were reversed, though, they, if this was a woman in this situation, she'd be put on a pedestal. I'm sure a lot of people say, in, in my opinion, it would be completely equal. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not that dude that's like, well, if it was a woman, it would be different. No, to me, same thing, dude. A woman can be just as much of a piece of shit as this guy. And like I said, abuse can happen to men. Verbal, physical. There's plenty of women out there that physically abuse their husbands, but nah. how many husbands are going to fucking come out with that? Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, though. Like, a piece of shit is a piece of shit. Yep. If this were a woman, and I said, she's just a female piece of shit. She's, yeah. she's a piece of shit with tits. Yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> you know if, I mean? Yeah, if this were a woman, I would think the exact same thing. She's being just don't verbally talk to abusive. Like that. Yeah, she's a verbally abusive woman, and I've seen tons of women like that, and most women get away with it because no one's gonna do anything. Yeah, I mean, but it but it's scary though. It, it kind of like you know, the only reason I say it's gonna be a while before he gets a date. I'm like. Because if he if he's this insane in public situations, what what is he like behind closed doors when nobody's watching? Because you know, like people when they're out in public around people, they kind of put on a front, a front. They put on at least a facade, like that they know how to act, mm-hmm. right? But this dude just goes off <laughs> randomly in front of strangers. Yeah, and I don't. New York's not the place to do that, man. Exactly. You saw what he did. Number you saw one. what happened. Yeah. Like number he, told, one. he told the guy to attack him, and not two seconds, two seconds later, he was on the ground getting the shit choked out of him. Exactly. And you know what? You never know who you're fucking with. What if that was an off duty cop and he really fucked this guy up? Because he could have. You know, wh- yeah. wh- what if that was some veteran that he was talking to that decided he was not going to fucking put him on the ground, but he was going to punch the living shit out of him? You never know who you're talking to. You never know who you're asking to go outside, which is why you never fucking do that. And you, you just don't know, dude. You just you don't, don't know what people know. have on him. And that no. goes both ways. You know, like I said, this guy could have had something on him, too. He could have had something in his car out front. Dude, you don't fucking know. The, the, the guy he asked to go outside could have immediately, you don't know, could have put a, pulled out a fucking knife and stabbed him. Yeah. You never know. Never know who you're fucking with. Ever, ever, dude. Never, never, never. Which is yeah, why, like I, I, which is why, like I said, I'm just too stupid to back down. You kick my ass, you kick my ass. That's been heads happened before. Yeah, and, 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 and just you know, for anybody's safety out there, just keep in mind it's 2019. This ain't back in the day where you step outside, you throw hands, and 
you live to fight another day. Nowadays, people pulling out guns, people pulling out knives. <laughs> it, it, it ain't the uh, fair fight. It's not fair fight, especially in New York. So nine times out of ten, if he if they had a step, took it outside, it would not have ended well. <laughs> Dude, let's face it. This was Long Island. What if that was a connected guy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just saying it's New York. I know it's not the old school, but they're. <laughs> Let's face it, they're still out there. We know they're still out there. Yeah. What if this was that kind of guy? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's a scary situation because, like I said, at that point, you're, you're endangering the lives of innocent people. Like, you know, people just came in there to get some coffee, get, some, get a bite, quick bite to eat. Next thing you know, <laughs> potential people, people potentially got to go to the hospital. Well, like, like white. Becky said, like you said, Anthony, she said, I just want a bagel. I mean, that's all people want to do is get their shit and go home or go to work, which is probably where everyone was going to work. They just want to get their shit and go to work. I don't know, dude. I, I, you know what? I used to see that a lot. Like, I would go into places and someone would be flipping out all the time. I don't see it much anymore. And I haven't seen it in the past few years. Someone flipping out on people, man. It just doesn't get done a lot. But maybe it does. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm in my little bubble here. You're in your little bubble there. Do you see this uh, out in public? No, me neither. For the most part, no. It's just like I think you see it's assholes in every walk of life. But for the most part, at least I do. I, I like to think the best of people, and this is just a just a sad sad example of humanity. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree, man. But like I said, dude, this guy, once again, we're just making someone famous that shouldn't be. This this video should not have 20, it said 21, it's up to 22 plus. It should not have 22 million fucking views. I'm sorry, dude. We shouldn't be making these people famous. We shouldn't be. This is a verbally abusive guy who has the potential to turn physically abusive violent in my opinion i'm no fucking psychologist or doctor or anything like that but this guy in my opinion definitely has the potential to be a violent guy and and, and honestly it comes down to just addressing some issues because you know that clip you played from the uh, inside edition interview he was talking about the bullies this and look we're not psychologists but if i had to guess this was a guy Growing up, that probably was picked on a lot. Mm-hmm. Got picked last to play a little league. Uh, never got to date with the girl, and 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 basically he's never got those issues addressed. And now he's kind of like he's internalized them for so long mm-hmm. that they, they that they come out in these inappropriate type ways. Probably, I feel yeah. like talk to a therapist about it, dude. But don't because it's going to get to a point where he's going to explode and it's going to end poorly for him. Yeah. And somebody else. And I, I think that before it gets to that point, instead of trying to make this guy famous, fuck the T-shirts, fuck the viral videos, get this guy some help. If you, if you really care about the guy or if you're a decent human being, recommend that this guy get some therapy, get some help. Yeah, this was the kind of guy in high school who every girl he liked ended up dating the bully jock, the jock, the bully the guy that would pick on him. That's probably the guy we're dealing with here. And again, I'm just giving my opinion, but 
this is what he seems like. You know, he's a li- he, he's probably always been short like this. Except, yeah. except when he was in elementary school, he was probably fine. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, he he he's the guy that you know girls only want to be friends with. Yeah, I mean, do I feel bad for the guy? Yeah, a little bit, but he's also, like I said, a verbally abusive douchebag who has potential violent tendencies. You know. So. Yeah, and and and, and dude, look, and, and here's another thing: you're a grown man. At the end of the day, high school is high school. I can, th- I think we can all agree that everybody has types, but the one surefire way to not get a girl's interest is by being an asshole. I don't care who, what kind of type of guy you are. If you're mm-hmm. a dick, <laughs> you you won't get the girl anyway. Yeah, and no one likes a short, wannabe tough guy who's not going to be able to back anything up they say. Obviously. I mean, he might catch the one guy that's, you know... A, a, and like I said, this this is probably the kind of guy that gets away with this a lot. From the... from I mean, there's a 48-minute thing on YouTube of videos of this guy that he's put out. So, I don't know, man. I'd have to watch that before I made a real judgment on the guy, but... Uh, like I said, we shouldn't be making people like this famous, in my opinion. I'm sorry. It's just the way I feel. I think we're we're we're, we're making real trash famous. And again, I brought up the fucking catch me outside girl. She's garbage, and we've made her. This girl is touring. She's doing concerts now. She yeah. She's getting dicked down by some trap. <laughs> By, by some random rapper, uh, probably, I guarantee. Probably right now, yeah. Probably right now, yeah. Exactly. And 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 to me, that 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 was more gross to me because you were basically condoning treating a a kid, you know, treating their parent, their mother like shit. I which I I thought that was worse than a bagel incident, you know, because that was a child basically disrespecting the mother. Yeah. And and, and you basically you made that no that that ain't cool at all. Yeah, and she's still not of age, and she's out there twerking and fucking being disgusting. And it's just, we're making the wrong people famous. I'm sorry. The wrong people are above our fucking getting attention, in my opinion. You know, I mean, the, then there's guys out there like the actor Gary Sinise. You know Gary Sinise, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He flew a thousand children. To a fucking amusement park. To Disney. Over the holidays. You know how much media coverage that got? A thousand children of, not only children, children of wounded or, or, or dead veterans. Okay? You know how much media, did you even know he did that, Anthony? No. Was this recently? During the holidays. Hmm. But he gets no, no coverage for that. You know what I mean? And meanwhile, you know exactly who Daniel Bergoli is. That's the sad uh, part, dude. To me, that's the sad part, man. You know, the wrong things get media coverage nowadays. That's that's bad, dude. But yeah, Gary Sinise, awesome fucking guy, man. Love that yeah, guy. Good, yeah, good on him for that, man. Seriously. Definitely. Definitely, man. But yeah, that happened over the holidays uh, during Christmas. Yeah, but like he should, he he deserves definitely big time props for that. And 
for whatever audience we have, I'm glad we're able to kind of like spread the word about that one. But um, don't stop making like you said, pieces of trash famous. Whether it's the Catch Me Outside girl, one yeah. of the bagel idiot, whether it's those morons out at Disney, <laughs> which that that, that that was an embarrassment. Yeah, luckily we talked about that one already. But yeah, yeah that was horrible. Like I said, dude, I can't believe it. another one. I can't believe no one jumped in there. How the fuck? But anyway. On that note, let's end this motherfucker. It's late. I'm tired. I still got three beers left. And it's late. But, uh, damn. Appreciate everybody joining us here on Hollywood Hangout. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget to catch me and Anthony. We'll be back on a Wednesday night with the Dirt Sheet dudes talking some wrestling. Uh, not just Stone Cold. More than that. Um, and that's about it. What do you got? Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? No, got it all. I mean, I, it's gonna be a shit ton of wrestling. <laughs> we might be breaking some shit up with that. <laughs> but yeah, I guess a shit ton of shows this weekend. Yeah. But enjoy them. It will be. So join us. And we'll uh, we'll try to make it as fast as possible. But uh, definitely appreciate it. Appreciate everybody downloading. By the way, we are now available on fucking Spotify. We weren't before. Um, we're everywhere everywhere now i put us everywhere again we are still waiting on uh just like the dirty dude show we're still waiting on iHeartRadio, but uh we are now available on spotify just go ahead and look it up uh right there on hollywood hangout we're right there and um big things to still come we're just kind of waiting for the i'm kind of waiting for the summer to get over before we start really pushing this thing a little bit and uh we will be doing that soon summer's almost over and uh, we appreciate everybody joining us. We'll see everybody Wednesday night. Anthony, I'll see you Wednesday too, bro. Okay, bro. Appreciate everything. And that's it. Night, everybody. We'll see you next time on Hollywood Hangout. Later. Peace. Tonight, it's gonna be a